fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. We're doing a one-shot fill-in game. Our scenario is entitled Suicide Hour. It was written by Matt Ryan and Noah Lloyd. I am the GM, and this will be the third time that we've run this game. The players have all been given pre-generated characters, so let's not dilly-dally. Let's begin our journey into the darkness. It's freezing cold in the big city. February, 1947. I've heard it said that New York City is a catastrophe, but it's a beautiful catastrophe, and that a typical American is the one thing you won't find there. The police chief says, well, the boys say it's a messy one. Get on over to 231 Pell Street in Chinatown and see if you can figure out what the hell happened. Uh, so off with you. It takes you about 15 minutes to arrive. There are flashing lights and police barricades surrounding the entrance to a three-story rundown tenement. A couple of the regular boys on the force are waiting outside. One of them is Officer Jones. He's squatting down uh, fresh puke stains on the front of his uniform. The other one, Officer Riley, says, guys, it is a real splatter house up there. What do y'all do? You got any bodies? There's bodies. You got you got more than one body? Yeah. Oh yeah. Just best that you see for yourselves. You got any live ones? No live ones. All right. What, what floor is it? Third floor. Great stairs. So on the way up, you see a couple more officers. Uh, both of them look a little green. And Gina, uh, boys. So, all right. Get to the third floor landing, and you head towards the obvious door that's open. And um, you hesitate at the door. Uh, the room is... Uh, it's obviously a shooting gallery. It's a place where people do drugs. Um, it's filthy. Uh, there's garbage on the floor. It reeks of urine and feces and other things. And sitting in the middle of the room, sort of arranged in a circle, there are a number of uh, dining room chairs, uh, a couple of lounge chairs, uh, an old sofa, and sitting in that circle are eight men in various different kinds of clothing. Some of them look like street people. A couple of them are fairly well-dressed. They have all been disemboweled, and their intestines have been dragged to the center of the circle and placed in a big mound of a heaping mound of intestines with them going with them drilled back into their body. You can all do constitution. <coughs> and there's blood blood splattered everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh. 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 oh mean it's standard. Yeah. If you didn't make it, you puke. <laughs> Over in the corner, wherever. <laughs> <all the> other <laughs> <people>. <laughs> yeah. 
I thought you were a tough oh, guy. I thought you were tough there, Ted. Yeah. I, you know, there's things you're tough at and things you're not tough at. <coughs> Are there, uh, uh, oh, I need a cracker or something, man. Get this out of my mouth. Cracker. Yeah. <laughs> So, are there obvious, uh, they all have bullet holes, or is it, it looks like they were killed by getting gutted? Um, do, do, uh, a spot hidden roll. Obviously, uh, blood, any, uh, tracks around? Somebody walking in the Give mess? One second, all right. I, I filled spot hidden. All right, um. Uh, from what you can tell looking at them, uh, there doesn't seem to be any wounds except for the fact that their whole front ends have been right. sliced open and the inside. If it's nothing obvious, like they all got shot in the head and then right. got in. Correct. Gotcha. Um, but it's not like the guts just spilled out. No, it's like they were literally arranged, arranged in a mound in the, in the middle of the room. The mound's about three feet high. Flies? Um, I'm sorry? Are there flies? Um, well, there are. No, this is winter. It's oh, yeah, February winter, so would be hard. Flies. Um, uh, Detective uh, Mickey, you're, um, to answer your question, uh, do a spot hidden. Yes. Okay. Regular. Um, at first, you don't notice footprints, but then you sort of do a kind of a count, and you realize that there are nine spots, but only eight bodies. We got a And once you realize that, you do realize that you can find traces of what look like tennis shoes um, uh, heading towards the door, heading away from the bloodbath to the door. But nothing uh, coming inward. Wonder if that's an escapee or a perpetrator. Just uh, check the floor, see if uh, anybody noticed yeah. him running and witnesses. Right, any blood in the hallway? Yeah. Uh, no, and not what, much. One of the uniforms. Uh, how? What did this get called in? How old are these? Uh, just got called in like an hour ago. Okay. But they're all cold. Oh, yes, they are. Who, uh, how did we get the alarm? Um, doesn't say. Um, uh, I'll say the, the, uh, uh, the landlord made the discovery. He was trying to clear them out because it, it was just a, a, a bunch of drug users as far as he knew. Where's the landlord now? Uh, he's back on the, the first floor. He's with the detectives. I mean, he was with the, the police. You got any other witnesses? Step forward? Well, no witnesses. Just Anybody just on the, this floor? Have you, have you already done the rounds of this floor to see if there's yeah. other occupants? Yeah, there's nobody. Actually, most of the building is completely empty. 
it's not a very good building. It's not a very good part of town. Uh, so the layout of the apartment there in the living room by the front door is it a one bedroom apartment with a kitchen and a. It's it's basically it would have been a one bedroom apartment with a living room and a bathroom, uh, and part of the maybe a corner of the room would have been like a kitchenette, but it's obvious that none of that's been. It's utilized. Crashed. Right. Is there a bed in the bedroom? I just want to do the uh, rounds of the place. On the, there's a mattress on the floor. It's nasty. It's uh, soiled. Uh, Burn marks. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Ted, you want me to go get an uh, interview from the landlord? Yeah, I think he's the only one who knows. We need to know uh, what, who the place was registered to, if they've been around, if they're one of the, the uh, victims. Have they already been ID'd? Did we look for wallets? That's what you guys right. are here for. All right, let's start patting them down. I'll start uh, with uh, the businessman looking guy. All right. Go clockwise. All right. So you go over to the, uh, the, the, the guy. He doesn't really look like a businessman, but he's, he looks like he's fairly well dressed. He also looks like he's maybe in his early 20s. Uh, are these are these people uh, all white, all Asian? There are some black, some Asian, some. Uh, so it's some it's white. a total range of <laughs> right. The broad case, spectrum of people. In this case, uh, the the young the the two young men uh, that look fairly well dressed uh, are Caucasian. Uh huh. All right. And uh, as you go through, uh, you find their wallets. And one of the young men is uh, uh, Pete uh, uh, Leon, and the other one is Richard O'Dwyer. Irishman, huh? Does that name ring any bell? Well, yeah, the, the mayor, mayor is William O'Dwyer. Oh, well, there we go. Uh, Oh. oh, we best keep this one quiet for a bit till we really figure it out. And this guy's, uh, he's in his 20s. He's about the right age to be the mayor's son. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's sweet. That's a nice one. Uh, let, me go, let me go find out what the landlord has to say. All right. What did I say what the, what the other guy's name was? Uh, Peter. Pete Leon. Leon. Um, all right, so Mick, you go downstairs. Um, the landlord is a rather filthy looking fellow, uh, typical slumlord looking type. Uh, he looks like he's more annoyed than he is upset at what he saw. Uh, like, uh, you know, I try to get these bastards out of my building and, uh, they just keep breaking in and using it for their, doing their drugs. So, for the record here, what's your name? Um, Lester Malone. <laughs> so, Lester, are you trying to tell me that uh, you're not renting to one of the occupants? Who owns, the, who owns that apartment up there? Or uh, should, the, rinse it. The, the, 
they all rent it. Well, nobody rents it. It was normally an empty room. That's what I thought I heard you say earlier. So they're squatters. Anybody else that uh, does rent on that floor? No, nobody. In fact, the room is current. the The building is is almost vacant. There's some little old lady who lives on the first floor, down the hall. But she's in her nineties. I don't think she's going to do anything. So you don't hear these guys coming and going up the. Well, I don't live here stairs? myself. I wouldn't live so, in the place. So what brought you? What brought you here then? I just check up every once in a while. So does anybody normally manage this place for you? You got one tenant that you're speaking of in in this three-story building? Yeah, well, all in all, it's a fine building. Nothing ever goes wrong here, so I, I do any repairs that need to get done. But look at the place. It's a shithole. Well, there's a lot of puke here on the street, too. That's going to welcome a lot of business for you. So if you had... Uh, is it, how long has it been empty other than your one tenant? It's a, it's a tax write-off mostly. Um, well, you know, things aren't doing so well in this neighborhood. So there's all the drug use and the prostitution and stuff. What can you do? Maybe someday so the, 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 the neighborhood will get better. And So who's the one tenant that you do have? What's her name? You're going to ask me so many names that aren't in the story. <laughs> uh, uh, Phoebe Christensen. I'm going to write that down. Ninety years old. No, uh, no one else uh, tending to her. She by herself in there. I think her son comes and visits her a couple times a week, brings her groceries. Okay, but so when did you arrive today? I arrived here about two hours ago. So you were here when this happened. Well, I don't know when it happened. I was here when I found it. No noises that uh, uh, directed you up here? None at all. What, what caused you to come upstairs? Told you, I checked on it. I've had problems with people in that room before, doing drugs. Just that room? No, or actually, quite a building. few of the other rooms as well. Practically barricade the room, but that's the easiest one to get into. Any uh, outside uh, uh, stairs, uh, fire escape that leads to it or something? Actually, there, there ain't no fire escape on that side of the building. But. So they've been coming and going up and down the stairs as if they're uh, regular tenants. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Okay. So uh, tell me, uh, Lester, uh, are there uh, the other buildings around this area? Are they uh, regular owners? Do they actually live how should I know what the other people in the other buildings are? I don't have a clue. Well, if you own this one here, I would think you'd have a little bit of an idea of other occupants around. Not even interested. 
I can see this is really tearing you up. Well, what the fuck? You know, people breaking into I'm the victim here. Yeah, it looks like you got a, a good job ahead of you for cleanup crew, so. Yeah. You know what that's going to cost me? Fuck. Well, don't be going anywhere. Well, I'm sure we'll have more questions for you, but uh, let's get upstairs and see what we got going on here. And is there, there's, there's no phone in this apartment? No. There's barely any furniture except for the torn up couch and the, the chairs and the shit like that. Yeah. I mean, it's very obviously, there's trash all over the floor. There's, uh, there's just junk everywhere. Um, all right. Uh, Mary, I'm going to go down to the street and call the precinct and see if this is, in fact, uh, an important O'Dwyer and not just a random O'Dwyer. Uh, if you would uh, see what you could do, I do the other Vic perps. I just want to check this out first thing because we might need to get uh, cover on the dead sun. Hey, Dad, I talked to the. Uh... Ted, I talked to the landlord, and uh, uh, according to him, uh, there there is no renter of this room. They're just uh, drop-ins. So I, he didn't even uh, know who the heck's in here. So it's not like uh, he's going to be mouthing off about this Dwyer kid. Some bitch just keeps uh, squatting uh, a place for squatters. Maybe he takes a cut. We gotta get an know. address for him too. I'll get it on the way out. Lester, okay. what? Matthias. Lester um, Matthias. Malone. No. Uh, Officer Matthias, you're uh, looking through the other bodies. You you determine rather quickly that uh, the other bodies are probably homeless people. They don't have any IDs. Uh, they're they're general cleanliness is negligible and uh, but I'd like you to do a spot hidden. Um, eight. Ooh, very nice. Um, as you are moving around the room, you begin, you notice uh, at first in one of the hands of one of the victims, uh, is a knife. Uh, looks like a kitchen knife. Uh, pot and drenched in blood. Uh, possibly used to inviscerate the others or himself. But as you go around the room and you look, you find that all of the victims have knives. It looks hmm. like they did this to themselves. <clears throat> so either this is kind of a, a setup or it's planned thing um, all these guys have knives have knives uh and is, is it an extreme for you it's an extreme for me yes. extreme. well eight out of 45 yes i would think so you also notice um uh quite a bit of drug paraphernalia you notice syringes and needles here and there um but you also notice what at first what looks like a little uh, piece of paper that's sort of partly bloody and so forth, but it's it's in there amongst the stuff. And you realize that it's a 
I don't know the right terminology, a bundle, a bundle of something. A piece of paper, you said? Uh, yeah, a piece of paper. It looks like it's got drugs in it. A twisted up piece of paper. Um, I want to I I open it up carefully. <clears throat> uh, you pick it up and uh, you open it and it has a kind of a pinkish colored powder and it has a symbol on the paper that looks like that. Oh boy. What is this? This looks like uh You do not recognize the symbol and you don't recognize the substance. Yeah, good old Chinatown. Looks like Chinatown, but I want to get this oh, analyzed. <clears throat> I want to get this analyzed and see what this pink stuff is, but if this is some establishment around here, we got to go look look out for what this symbol is. Do you, you guys recognize this anywhere? Does this look familiar to you? Have you seen any places around here in Chinatown? Not me. I'm not familiar with it at all. But uh, but thought you did say you you said uh, each has a knife and uh, you think they did it to themselves. Um, would my can you tell Sorry. from the uh the the initial penetration i mean the hand that they have the knife in uh, there's one or, there's one or two of them that's probably left-handed does it make sense <clears throat> where the stab wound is to where they then drug across agrees with their which hand they're predominant with what yes, they had the knife in exactly hmm what I know, like just by looking at that imagery, because of my New York background, <clears throat> place a place for that actually that symbol. Have I come across that in New York? You've seen Chinese dragons all over Chinatown. <clears throat> and you're in Chinatown, but you've never seen that particular one. If you notice, yeah. the dragon has no wings and it has three eyes. Interesting. So, what well, do you as I, said, as I said, there's a lot of garbage on the floor. Um, if you wanted to continue looking through it. Uh, also, you guys are all homicide detectives in this area. You probably know your, your cops. Have, why don't you all do intelligence roles? I ain't never heard of anybody wow. do it. Did regular. Hard success. I have an extreme success. I rolled a two. Well, very likely all three of you know that in this area, you know, there's the Chinese mob. Um, you know that one of the lead uh, uh, drug, local drug dealers would be Johnny Chen. Johnny Chen. Good old Johnny Chen. Johnny Chen manages to stay just under the law by not really getting directly fingered for anything, but <coughs> everybody knows that Johnny Chen is. is he got his own club? Drug dealer. What's that? Does he run his own club? No. Uh, how old is he? Uh, probably in his uh, late 20s. All right. So he's, a, he's a tough young hood, well-dressed and well-connected. Right. Would it be easy? To, it would it be easy to find him. Do we we would know where, like you know, he he frequents. I mean, it might be easy, but you but you don't know particularly where he hangs out. 
Now, my call to the precinct that I determined that this is, in fact, the, the correct or rather incorrect Dwyer? Um, when you call to the precinct, the, uh, the, the chief flips out, Jesus Christ. If that is the, if that is the son of the mayor, uh-huh. holy shit, we got to keep a lid on it. Yeah. But we have to contact the mayor as well to make sure yeah. he's all handle it. Yeah, if you could, if you can, uh, I mean, you got to do the sensitive, uh, whatever bullshit handshakes, but uh, whatever you can get about who the kids uh, associated with lately, when the kid was last seen, if he's got a vehicle, uh, all that, because we're gonna, if if it is the mayor's boy, you know, we're gonna, hell's gonna come down on us, and we want to get as much as we can as, as quick as we can. Um, De- Detective Mickey, please do a spot hidden roll. No. Nope. Okay. No. How about the rest of you? You're all looking around in this. Just the garbage and everything. Uh, nope. I just missed it. Well, I missed it by a little bit. <clears throat> Subtle clues are not my strength, I'm afraid. You're all detectives. <laughs> <laughs> not when we're actually rummaging through the garbage. Apparently, we can't find anything. That's well, why we have. That's why we get bonuses to our spot hidden checks. <laughs> all right. Well, I. You just said you're rummaging through the garbage, so yeah. it just takes you longer. But as you're going through it, you realize that there is a folded up piece of paper next to the seat of. The, the the empty chair mm. uh, it's partly splattered with blood and uh, you do find a pen uh, next to it as if somebody was writing something P.D.S. February 7th 1947 O melodious clouds and splendid green the forest in its primal state did tend Encompassed around and filling all that scene, I stood amazed my toes upon the sand. Oh, did stand, I see. A stroll I made to find a crooked path to lead me long beneath the verdant canopy, while many eyes that watched were filled with wrath, and there was upon my person they did see, there upon my person they did see. And so the hunt began as yet unseen, but wings made sound in thickened air above, the whirling sound an effervescing sheen, not unlike the flap of a monstrous dove. I ran as night fell on that lonesome wood, the stars aligned, but did not any comfort show. Invisible the thing and odor rude came closer and begged to follow where I would go. Well, Jesus, these druggies are shitty poets. <laughs> Just clouds. Well, the clouds are the drug, obviously. I wonder if you could smoke this pink stuff. Any more pink stuff or just that one little parcel? You do find a couple more bindles with that mm. symbol on them, but you don't find any more of the substance. That one seems to have been unused or dropped to the ground. Come on, detective. Every uh, drug scene that we've ever come across, <clears throat> the uh, users are uh, out of their mind. They wouldn't have a steady hand to be able to write something like that. 
It wasn't so steady. Look at that. It's also, I mean, Jesus, the blood. I should have worn gloves. Uh, all right. So uh, it's some kind of hallucinating, hallucinating powder. Uh, they cut them. They cut themselves, but they didn't get their guts all in a pile like this, right? They needed somebody's help for that. I don't know. Looks like, like they were there. all. They so, could have done it in the center of the room and then gone and sat down. You know, we're gonna have to get into those guts. So there. my question is, are their hands bloody as if they've plowed their hands into the guts and pulled it out? Or well, they're pretty just... bloody, yeah. Yeah, they're gonna be bloody up the elbow, every one of them. Yeah. But what I'm blood from splatter, or there's a difference between blood splatter versus you actually sticking your hands into the blood and it caked up to your your wrist or, or more. The the palms of their hands are all bloody. So they but may have they all made it back to their seat. Also There's, nobody turned and fell on the ground face down. They're all seated. The thing that you find in the room that is really creeping you out the most is that none of them look like they're in distress. Right. They were yeah. Blissed out of their minds when they did this, apparently. So looking at the their shoes, is it blood on those? Uh, no, there's no. the blood pile there. So is there a trace of footprints from the center pile back to their chairs? Um, there's so much blood it's hard to tell, but now that you look, yeah, probably. There's, there's, there's like somebody dumped gallons of blood on the. Now, as experienced homicide detectives who have seen some degrees of lividity, it's cold as all fucking here. Mm -hmm. They're cold, but could it have been two days? Or like, is there any blood left in the top of their bodies, or is it all uh, sunk well, down? I would say from the sticky wetness of everything. It was probably, it's probably been no more than a day. Maybe last night. What day of the week is it? Tuesday. Okay. Not a special. Um, uh, you know, um, well, guys, we're, we're going to have to get into that pile of guts and see if there's anything in there. You know that, right? Uh, uh, the photographer's coming. Who Do we have a line on that? We've got to get pictures of yeah, all they're this. They're on their way. The forensics people are coming too. Um, you, you got the corner too, right? Uh, you, you did have a date get... on that note. Yeah. Right. February 20 something. All right. I thought it was 7th. It was the 7th. What's the, what, what's the current date today? So today is the 8th. All right. So they're new. So it's last night or some somewhere thereabouts. Let's just assume it was last night. This is pretty fresh, right? Uh -huh. So, you know. Ceremony, cult, ritual. What do you guys think? I'm thinking this is a cult. Now we have we have needles. Or, I, I I think you're right. I mean, it looks like some kind of it's some secret fantasy bullshit of some kind. Uh, there's needles. There's charred spoons. There's candles. There's pipes. Right. There's all every kind of drug crap you can think of. Right. Right. Let's check the pockets and see if we find anything else in there as you've, far as you've already gone through the pockets um right. other than the uh the two 
the, the mayor and the other boy, the mayor's son and the other boy, there's nothing. Yeah. And this, and the other kid, this Leon, that doesn't ring any bells at all. None, none at all. But they're similar age, similar dress. Right. Yeah. Both of them are clean cut. Yeah. Uh, so, so is there is the, the needle kit itself? Is it next to one of the bodies? Is it off on a table? All right. Or do each of them have a pipe or is our pipe box next to them? Like, can we tell? Like they were smoking anything. It looks like they injected whatever it was. Okay. So it looks like it was needles. And there, is there any, um, like, fluid that could have mixed with the pink powder? You don't, you don't see anything. I think, we have to get the, I think we have to get the pink powder tested. So, you know. I'm going to give the pink you, powder a test with my uh, ring, my middle finger, just to taste. Okay, do a, do a constitution. So I'm asking about the uh, <laughs> needle kit to, to find out if it's next to one of the persons who may have been the one that owned it, that passed it around. I'm suspecting one of the more well-dressed guys to be the one that owned the, the needle and the kit. The other homeless hobos were just there for the free fix. They were the, as Matthias suggests, they were actually drawn in to contribute to a, to a ritual. They had no clue what was going on. They just were getting free drugs. Well, from the way it looks, you would guess that whoever had the drugs and was passing them out was the person who is missing. And what did you roll, uh, Detective Crenshaw? 83 for 35. <laughs> What was your question? I uh, tasted the pink powder. Uh, um, it does taste like anything that you've tasted before. Okay. It's almost got an herbal sort of weird licorice flavor. But it's not smack. It's not Coke. It's not Coke. Yeah. It's not, it's not maybe obviously Drano, right? Yeah, damn it, Ted. You are one tough stomach there. You know. Uh, you know, we don't, if we, if we don't have to wait for uh, lab results, it'll make things easier. Uh, I want to do an, uh, an, another circuit of the dump. I want to check out the kitchen and the bathroom, uh, cause it's easy to miss shit there. And then I think we've got to go and treat, see if uh, somebody in the street can point us where Johnny Chen is. Well, we've also got the runner here. So we've been traping over some of it already. Let's see if we can get a, uh, from one of the shoe prints here from his exit, get a measurement of the shoe size. Uh, is it is it obviously a male shoe as opposed to a female high heel or anything? Yeah, it's, it's tennis shoe. shoes. It's, it's a tennis, tennis shoe. shoe. And if there do was we, enough on the stairs, we would have known it. Do we do we know how far the tracks go? Is it just go outside and they just go towards the door, and by then most of the blood's rubbed off. So it doesn't actually show that he he wouldn't have been standing there or sitting there in the blood. He would have gotten up perhaps even to avoid the blood. He ended up getting some on him anyway because it splattered around the room. Um, checking well, the rest of the room. Well, it stands the reason he didn't take his own guts out. 
checking the rest of the room, checking the bedroom, you don't find anything of any significance. There's more evidence that there's drugs been going on here. Um, but do you can all do a spot hidden? Hey, 39. 24. 39 standard. All right. Well, Matthias and, uh, and Crenshaw, uh, you sort of look at each other and you look at the pile of guts and you think, those are heaped up on something. Yeah. Those are what? Sorry? They're heaped up on top of something. Like I said, we got to go in there, but I guess we can assume that the photographers have shown up by now and we're free to... No, they're still not here yet. Uh, I don't want to reach in there until they can get a picture. But, you know, maybe just a peek. Holy crap, Ted. You just got through testing the drugs and you tell me you're not going to stick your hand in there? Well, this is about evidence, not about, uh, you know. All right. So how are you going to do it? Are you going to stick your hand in there or are you going to use something? You got one of their knives. You can kind of move it around with that or your nightstick. Here, I'll, I'll use mine. And I, I rip a, a piece of uh, shirt tail off of one of the uh, deceased so that I can clean it later. But I use my nightstick to kind of poke and prod around in there. All right. Uh, you start poking and prodding around it, and as you do, some of the intestines sort of fall away to the side. Good. What the hell is that? An Easter egg? Sort of That's like a... one. It looks like a rock, or a, a, and it's definitely egg-shaped. Jesus, that's disgusting. Good lord. What is that? That's almost a foot tall. Uh, is that metal or rock? I wrap it up? with a stick. Well, I want to. Yeah, I want to tap it. Let's let's tap it. Let's see. Like you want to tap to see how. It seems hard, like a rock. But it's rough. It's oddly colored. It's got green yeah. What is it? Blue. Shiny green bullshit. Seems like it's a bit metallic. Was there anything in the poem like that? I don't think so. There's the giant wings. Shadow. Oh, hey, wings. Is, you think this is an egg or something? I mean, this looks really <sighs> kind of crazy. I'm not sure the is only this big. Yeah, a good old dinosaur egg. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now you're going to see a dragon with wings that you said flying around <laughs> in that letter. Right. It's about the size of a football. But hey, you never know. Maybe there's chocolate inside. What is in this thing? Well, about that time the photographers arrive. Forgive us for uh, disturbing the guts a little bit. And the uh, forensic guys also arrive and they're going to start collecting evidence as soon as they stop puking. We brought in a bucket in that corner special for our pukes. Yeah, we started the chum. You could add to it. Uh, so, uh, have the have the precinct uh, radio our car if you find anything striking. And uh, boys, this is all uh, 
very closed mouth for now. We have some sensitive material. They just know better than to talk. Yeah. This is extra sneaky. Uh, I want to take this out. Can we can we remove this egg? I want to. This this just there's something about this thing. I think I well, think I think it's going to give us some more info. Uh, after they've taken pictures of the crime scene, you can remove the egg if you want. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick it up and make sure that Jesus Christ, you want to carry that thing around? It's absolutely. Yeah, it's it's absolutely. It's also covered in blood and gore and feces. Can we? Can I wash it off or something? Like, hey, like they yeah. talked to one of the forensics and be like, hey, "Can we clean this off a little bit?" You can wash it off. All right. I mean, the pipes are going to be frozen. Maybe you can wash it off in the street, or roll it in the snow. This thing, put it. You got to put it in a sack, and the, and the sack's going in the trunk. The thing. Does it make a noise if you shake it? It doesn't seem to. It seems to be a solid rock. However, Matthias, do a, we'll call it a, I'm going to call it a listen roll, but it's not listening. Sensing through touch. Right. Which should be a a skill. (laughs) I did not make it. Okay. Shake it harder. Yeah, no, really. Yeah, nothing. Um, and it's it's fairly heavy. It's doesn't shake easy. You know, it's it's heavier than a football. It doesn't. You're not sure if it's hollow or not. It doesn't feel like it's hollow. It feels like a and rock. We rub it down a little bit. It still seems like rock. Yeah. And Very the surface hard. the surface seems natural or worked. It seems natural. And, uh, when you when like you cleaned off parts of it, it's geode. It's very metallic uh, in places. There's, there's, like, there's like a crust and there's some metallic that is showing through. We tap it with a spoon, though, and it goes clack, clack, not ting, ting. Correct, if that means. That's what it looks like. Oh, it. God, it's still disgusting. It looks like an egg, though. <clears throat> It looks like an av- uh, avocado from uh, Florida. You ever see one of them? An avocado? It's, like, it's green on the inside. It's like squishy. I would give my right leg for an avocado. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't think I've ever seen an avocado that looks like that before. Let me tell you, I think that we should uh, just, I mean, I don't know. I want to analyze this thing. I'm pretty convinced that it's a rock of some sort. You don't know what kind of rock. You would need a geologist or a... It's no geode. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? So we got this. We got these cult people. We got this rock. I've, we got I'm a bunch of drug, addict, drug addicts is what we got. I'm, I'm assuming that this rock isn't native to anywhere. I mean, this doesn't look like it's a familiar looking rock by any means. You've got some rock experts, so you wouldn't know. Right, so this, we had some cult action, some cult situation, and there's this rock, right? So I, th- I do think we need to go see Johnny Chen, and, and I think we have to go figure out like who might have some information about what the hell exactly is going on here. That's interesting. Like, you know, I was thinking we had to drop this off at some lab, but maybe if we take it, show it to some of Johnny Chen's boys, they'll uh... exactly, exactly, That's yeah. exactly what I'm thinking. That's interesting. All right, 
Hey, you know, before we leave the scene here, uh, since you have uh, moved the egg and uh, the gotch, I'm sure there's you know some of the uh, floor itself is now exposed. Let's look to see if there's uh, maybe any carvings on the floor. You know, I've heard of these pentagram things, whatever. Let's see if there's anything that was carved and this yeah. thing maybe set in the center of a drawing. The, the floor is all carpet. Now uh, soaked with blood. Screw that idea. It's filthy uh, carpet. It looks just like kind of fine carpet. <laughs> yeah, a beautiful weave. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, yeah. it's all if it's all the same to you guys. I think like let's let's go, let's go, let's. Hey, Matthias, I wanna, you got a good idea. I want to I want to get some answers here. I don't think we're getting any answers. We just kind of go at this pace, right? Now, as, as the cops, you guys have, you guys are detectives, so you have all the resources at your disposal. I mean, if you don't, obviously you're not going to have like a, a geology lab at the precinct, but you've got the Natural History Museum of New York, and you've got, yeah, you know, all these things for trying to find things out. Well, yeah, I want, I want to get an egghead to look at this rock, but I think first we show it to a couple of... Uh, local boys and see if uh, they say, oh, Mr. Dragon Egg, and uh, run right. in circles. Uh, so we, we, we all know that Johnny Chen is, is running the local scene, but he's not associated with a club or a restaurant chain or a gambling establishment or what, another what family. Is, why don't you all do luck rolls to see if you have a local informant? You know where some of his distributors work. Twenty-three is a hard luck. I mean, a good hard luck. Twenty-five, which is half of my luck. All right, you find out from one of your informants that um, Johnny Chin tends to hang out at the Red Dragon restaurant. Mm -hmm. Dragon, you don't say. Red dragon, you don't mm -hmm. say, huh? Look at that little thing on our little, our little evidence piece there. Yeah. Oh yeah, Weiss. Do you want to give? Uh, do you want to give? Uh, take a sample of that and one of the papers, and then have the boys send the rest back to the lab. So sure. we have something to carry, but we also get uh, news as soon as we can. All right. Yeah, I'm presuming that the photographers took pictures of that of, of the note that we had with the powder. Yes. I wanted to get, I wanted to tell one of the photographers, as soon as you find out anything about this, can you let us know ASAP? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll do that. Now, there are, there were other papers around. So if you wanted just a paper with a dragon on it. And the letter. And the letter. Yeah, and the letter. Yeah. Of course, that's. We want to keep all that stuff. And yeah, we want to keep all that stuff with us, but have them photograph it, of course. Because you never know when the stuff can be handy. Well, I think the forensic people are going to want the powder, but you can take one of the papers. We can't take mm -hmm. a little teaspoon of the powder. We could. Have, I mean, we could have all. I mean, here's the thing: we could have actually just taken. Some we of did the powder, that <laughs> right before they actually showed up. All right, you guys are bad cops. Okay, that works. Pragmatic. <laughs> yeah. You're wrong. You're wrong. We're New York City cops. What are you talking about? That's how we do it. You were, okay, even better. We're New York City detectives. All right. This is how we do it. All right. So you've, you've, okay, that's fine. So you've got it all with you. 
All right. So what are you gonna do? Uh, you, you you pass with your. We're gonna go down. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go down. He's at the, the Red Dragon. That's where he usually hangs out. Let's go, boys. I'm feeling like. Let's uh, let's get a move on. Let's go see if we can actually find out some information here. All right. Well, the Red Dragon is a restaurant. Um, it's exactly what you'd expect. It's probably the kind of place that you wouldn't mind eating at. Um, but there's there's obviously going to be some secret room or back room or something where Johnny Chen conducts business. Uh, and you do know what time of day is it? Of, what's that? What time of day is it? Oh, we'll say it's a little past noon. So they're just open for the lunch crowd. Right. Yeah, there's quite a few people in here. Uh, but you're not just going to be able to walk up to Johnny Chin. You're going to have to uh, no, I say we sit down at a table and maybe order up some scrambled eggs. And Matthias, you can kind of show them the kind of egg you want scrambled. See what the reaction is. Somebody that will kind of watch uh, some of the other restaurant patrons and see if we get a reaction out of them. Mickey, I think the only eggs you're going to see in this place are like uh, pheasant <laughs> eggs exactly. cooked in a bird's I don't, know, I, don't know what, I don't know what kind of Chinatown place you think this is, but uh, but I will say this. Once you show off that, once you show off that egg, somebody's going to be reacting. Yeah, but I don't want to scare off the local crowd here either. So I think we need to like dig a little bit, and then no, show, it out, show it off a little. Bit. I say we we sit down, get a plate of noodles. I'm going to talk That's to the right. big ugly guy by the back door. If he gives me a hard time, which means he's willing to flout the fucking precinct, then maybe we'll bring the egg out and see what action we get. All right. Man. All right, so while the two of you sit down, uh, uh, our tough detective, Ted Crenshaw, goes up to the big brute of a man. Now, Ted, you're pretty big yourself. You're probably equal equal in, in power and strength and size to this guy. But he just, he just stands there with his arms crossed and he's trying to stare you down. What do you say to him? Uh, pardon me, Chinky Sue. Uh, we have a very sensitive situation of uh, importance to the entire city, and I would like to. Uh, well, it's imperative I discuss it with uh, little Johnny and make sure we can clear things up before we get a big fucking mess all over the Red Dragon in the neighborhood. There's a death on Pell Street. He looks at you and then he uh, he puts his hand like that and then he turns around and he goes through a, a beaded curtain uh, into the back. Um, he's gone for maybe three minutes and then he comes back. He steps through the beaded curtain, looks at you and he goes. Much appreciated. And I right. gently brush shoulders with him as I pass, okay. attempting to gauge relative body mass. Yeah. She's probably pretty strong, and he probably knows that karate stuff. All right, I seem that crazy. Yeah, chop sake. Yeah, chop sake stuff. All right, uh, you go in, and there's another big bruiser fellow at a door. Uh, he opens up the door, and he lets you in. And uh, sitting behind us. a yeah. sitting on. behind a desk with his uh, feet up on the desk, 
uh, and it's you know has like this. Uh, the room is kind of Chinese modern. Uh, he's he's like, ah, oh, Officer Crenshaw, what can I do for you? Uh, hopefully, a great deal, Johnny. Have a seat. <clears throat> I appreciate it. Uh, look, you're a businessman, right? And you stay out of trouble. Everything I do is legit. Yeah, everything you do is legit. We got a little bit of a red dragon flavored pink powder shit show uh, to I deal don't know with. I nothing about any pink powder. Uh, obviously, you feel real comfortable back here with your two big boys out there. And I understand that. And you're pretty safe. You're a good operator. But uh, we've got a very prominent citizen who got himself killed in some kind of fucked up drug act bullshit ritual on Pelt Street. And it's got all kinds of China written all over it. You ever see a three-eyed red dragon? Three-eyed red dragon? I don't know what you're talking about. We're sitting in the back of the fucking red dragon restaurant. You ever see one with three eyes? There's a million red dragons in China. It's the most common symbol that we have. Yeah. Uh, and when you say you know nothing about pink powder, right? Of course, that's because you know nothing about nothing because you're a legitimate businessman who runs a few restaurants. But if some pink powder fucked somebody up so bad they cut their own guts out, you wouldn't know nothing about that? Pink powder? Yeah. Imagine a room full of people who fucking were so out of their gourd on the whatever happy pipe that they cut out their own guts and tie them in a knot. You ever hear of that? Do a cycle. I don't know if you have I have a little bit of psych, I'm happy to say. Although, not when I roll a 92. He remains rather stoic. And he says, you know, I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I can't say that I know everything that's going on in the area, but never heard of any kind of pink powder. All right. If somebody had a drug, Johnny, that was so friggin' ecstasy-making that it could get somebody to cut their own guts out, that would really cut into territory, wouldn't it? You do a psych roll again. Ninety-eight is worse than ninety-two. Despite that, you. I'm distracted. <laughs> Every time you talk about cutting their own guts out or committing suicide, he definitely has There's some something. sort of a reaction. There's something. I just can't tell what it is. Uh, do, you, uh, do you Orientals have um, like any kind of magical rock that's sacred or some kind of shit like that? Johnny? Magical rock? Yeah. Well, you people really think that we're... Hey, look, you're all mystical weirdos as far as we can tell. With your magic, uh, you know, cookies and burning firecrackers and Ain't shit. no magical rocks. I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. This is time there... he really, he's looking at you incredulously. So, Is there in the old country some 
like greenish, bluish, shiny, egg-shaped rock. Now I'm telling you, this isn't jade. This isn't some jade dragon, right? This is a, a natural-looking rock. It's pretty big. I, I have no, honestly, honestly, Crenshaw, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, Johnny. Well, I appreciate you saying me. I do. Uh, I'll take it into advisement. We're going to get a lot of heat down here one way or the other. Uh, so if you think of anything about human sacrifice and uh, some kind of pink powder you can shoot up. He, he definitely looks like he's getting a little nervous. Mm -hmm. You know, is, is, uh, is Ted actually in there by himself? Yep. Hmm. So I go to Mickey and I say, you know, Ted's been in there for quite a long time. I wonder if we just come in with our actual little Easter egg. Maybe that might help out his situation. I don't know what's going on in there. What do you think? Uh, I don't think it's going to hurt anything. If uh, he, again, he, you know, Teddy's Teddy's good for the talk, so I'm sure he's got some action going on in there. Um, I think uh, let's give him a minute. If he steps to the door and gives us a nod, that may be your opportunity. But. Uh, I'm kind of looking around trying to see if there's any uh, three-eyed dragon just you know drawn out here in this restaurant. You don't see anything like that. Okay. Is there a, a, just a regular red dragon on the menu or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take quite time differently. And... Tried a different art style too. What you saw. Okay. I was going to doodle on it to draw three eyes and and maybe find uh, the. Uh, waiter behind either the waiter at the table or go up to the bar itself and start asking, you guys seen anything like this? Well, you can do that. But um, unfortunately, when you try that, people pretend not to know English. When they look at the uh, picture, is there any reaction? Not really. Okay. Yeah, Matthias, uh, I think you got a good eye there. Good idea there. I, I don't think we're going to get anything from these uh, knuckleheads out here. And uh, so at this point, with Ted. so at this point, I want to bring out like I think it's in a sack still, and I want to I want to lumber it, and then I want to go up to the bruiser guy and say. Um, my friend needs the. Uh, my, my friend forgot this. I need. I need. To, I need to take it in inside to go show Johnny. Um. All right. This is sort of the way that it plays out. Uh, you go up to the bruiser guy, and at first he once again sort of tries to intimidate you, uh, but eventually, when you stand there long enough, uh, he turns around to go back through and see if Johnny will let you in. Uh, you realize at that moment that. You could just push yourself past him at this point. The two of you, if you're working, if you're doing it together. Hey, Ted, you need any evidence in there? Can he hear through the door? Well, I don't know. Are you walking all the way back and, and yelling through the door? No, from that initial door, I'm yelling from there. 
you said he opened the door up. So as soon as he opened the door, I'm yelling, seeing if Ted can hear us. Um, all right, uh, Ted, you're talking to Johnny Chen. Do us do a, a listen roll as uh, his assistant, or his bodyguard, opens up the door. Sixteen. Well, that's got to be good, right? Yeah, you hear him say it. Uh, yeah, hold on, uh, Johnny. Let's just, I'll leave you alone in a minute. Let's look at this. Act. It's, it's crazy. Come on in. All what right, so we come in. I'm walking in with the, yeah, so I come walking in without saying a word. I plop it on the desk. I pull open the actual sack and I'm like, what do you make of this? Weird rock. You got to admit, Johnny, that's crazy looking rock, right? I don't get you bringing me in this rock. What the hell am I supposed to know about this rock? It's a fucking rock. You're going to know more than we know. Yeah, it's a fucking weird egg-shaped rock that's a crazy color we'd ever seen before. We just didn't know if, you'd, if it was something from the old country. You can even smell the blood on it, right, Johnny? This thing was covered with blood and guts. So you I mean, could see I we're know. a little freaked out. And I'll tell you, again, we're talking about... Important citizens, blood and guts. And at this point, I also pull out of my pocket the red dragon with the three eyes. And I go, and we've also found this okay. along with this. The second he sees the paper with the red dragon on it, he sort of turns away from it. Um, uh, Doctor uh, Detective Tuff, why don't you uh, do an intimidation roll at that point? That's more like it. Uh, 28 for 65 is a hard. Okay. Look. All right. Jesus, Johnny, make us drag it out of him. King Long Hao. King Long Hao. Look, he's a family friend. He's an old man. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, as far as I know, what he's making, well, we've heard about it on the street. It's called the witching hour. Huh. Because apparently if you take it at midnight, you have weird visions. And people have said that sometimes the, uh, the visions are so bad that uh, they'll make you commit suicide. So it should be called the suicide hour. Yeah, or the mass suicide hour. But look, how you know how is a family friend, uh, and he's not interfering in our business at all. I think he's giving the shit away. He's not even selling it. Uh, how come he's a family friend? His business relatives, like you say, from the old old country. In the old country, he's some kind of priest. I don't think he's called a priest, a mystic. He peddled this shit in the old country. Look, I don't know what he did in the old country, or I don't know what he's doing here or what he's doing now. But so, what kind of grief do we get if we interfere with Mister Howe? I'm sorry, Mr. Yang. He's just an old man. Yeah, he's an old man. He's getting people to kill themselves. Well, I don't think that's his intention. 
I think he thinks it's just herbs or something. He but, take uh, the shit himself? I, I don't know what he does. Do you know the guy? Or is he just friend of a friend of a friend? Look. Where are we going to find him? There's an old warehouse uh, down near the docks. Um, here's the address. Look, just back off of us. We don't have anything to do with it. But remember, he's, a, he's an old fella. He's not... I don't know what that shit is, but I suspect that that's, that's where he's coming from. So you seem pretty. Uh, you seem pretty willing to give up the, give up his information. Am I? I don't know. Are you? You guys have intimidated the hell out of me for the last half hour. Did I seem reluctant to give it to you? I did. <laughs> I get the fuck I out just, of my office. Uh, <laughs> always pleasure doing business with you, Johnny. Yeah. <clears throat> let's get. Let's pack up and let's go. And I kind of, kind of, I kind of wave. I kind of like look at the uh, the one of the bouncers bounce by the door, and I say, "Have a good day." And walk out. Yeah, <laughs> and Johnny, I uh, whatever. I'll try. You know, I don't want to see this blow back on you. Uh, we'll, Mister Ying, maybe will help us out, but somebody's gonna fucking burn for this because we've got a live one. Uh, be seeing you. Hey, Johnny, before we go, just to make sure that it doesn't roll back on you, uh, are there any other contacts this uh, Mr. Ying has that we could potentially lay the blame on for pointing him out? I, I don't have a clue. I don't think you're going to get anything out of him. <laughs> Let's go. I think, I, think, I think we got what we're going to get. All right. So you'll leave the Red Dragon. Where are you going to go? You've got evidence in your car. You've got the rock. Uh, you've got a direction to go. What order are you going to do things in at this point? I I presume what that is like. It's noon. We just had lunch. I said we I said we About go on. We yeah. did we pay for our noodles? <laughs> or are we did we walk out of the check like a bunch of skunks with a giant egg? Uh, all right. Well, the, uh, I, first we should we should radio the precinct and see if they've got anything new, right? Do they know anything about the powder? Are the photograph developed? Did we ID the other kid, the Leon kid? They uh, they wouldn't be able to tell you any chemical analysis in in the hour that. You know. Yeah, I, I said we go down a bit. I said we go down. Pay this Mister Ying a, a visit. Um, they've contacted the mayor. His, his son has been missing for a couple of days. Uh, his son's uh, best friend is Peter Leon. Some so friend. Yeah, that was the other guy there. <sighs> it's going to be so fucking all the other, And the, the mayor wants you to fucking find out who did this. And, the other reports of uh, suicide, since we know the old man's been giving this stuff away for free. <laughs> We don't know that the old man's been given away for free. We don't know anything about the old man. That's why I want to go there. That's what Johnny just said. Giving it away. Well, he, 
what he alluded to it. I want to get. I want to. I want to find out what's. I, I want to get to the bottom of this. There's too much. Well, there's I, too much unknowns. Too many unknowns. I want to. I want to close this loop. And I'll tell you something, boys. You know, the further this goes along, this is from last night. The further this this actual uh, this trail goes cold. So we gotta we gotta jump on this before before people start to skip town and actually really leave. Yeah, right. I don't think Gold Van Ying is going to give us a lot of trouble. So uh, down to the docks. Do you want to carry that giant rock around in a sack the yeah. whole time? Put it in the car. Leave it in the trunk. Yeah, leave it in the trunk. I have a feeling that the old man will probably give us a lot more information than Johnny will. And he probably knows a lot more. Probably crazy as a goddamn bat, too. All right. I'm hope I, I can only hope <laughs> it'll get, get us somewhere. All right. Doesn't take you too long to find the warehouse in question. Um, it looks abandoned. We're going to say it's about four o'clock. Okay. In the in the afternoon. Um, Which in cold. February is dusk. It, it's cold. It's, uh, yeah, it's February. Uh, it's, it's very cold. Um, you can see that uh, the, the, the warehouse looks abandoned, except that there does look like there, there may be some activity um, up near the office. You can see there's a light on in the office as you, you poke your head into the warehouse. Um, so this is a dockside warehouse. Uh, it's a few stories, or the windows boarded over. Um, no, it's. Uh, I would say that you know, for, from my perspective, it would be like two stories high, mm -hmm. except that there's not two stories. It's just a big warehouse. Um, mm -hmm. But the office inside is up on like stilts mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know right it's a yeah it's a it's a freestanding right yeah uh outside uh is there snow are there vehicles uh there is snow outside there are no vehicles okay so it does look uh, like there might have been vehicles recently in and out all right a lot of uh footprints in the snow no not really and um there's not much in the warehouse at all. A couple of coils of what looked like copper tubing and um, something that's dusty and been, have been left over from whenever. Uh, it's not a warehouse that's currently being used for anything. But you said there was a light up in the office? Yeah, there's definitely the, the light in the office is on. And the place is, is heated? Um, not down here, but maybe mm -hmm. up in the office it's heated. In and fact, you can hear there's probably a, you can probably hear the, the generator for the heat. generator. Well, what do you think, boys? Should we go okay. up there? Let me let me sneak up there. See if I can uh, first spot who's in the room. So there's one uh, crisscrossing wooden stairwell going up. Yeah. And the room is like twelve or fourteen feet wide or something. Well, it looks windows. like there might be a couple of rooms up there, but the one in the front is the office. So it's it definitely looks like it's the offices. 
of the world. All right, Math, if you want to go up first, Sneaky Pete, that's good. Uh, make sure your uh, pistol's drawn. Yeah, I'll go. Like I said, so I'll go up, but I'm stepping on the outside of each of the steps instead of the weaker middle part, okay. trying to keep the boards from creaking as All I right. stealth up. Why don't you do a stealth roll? <laughs> well, I was going to say, could I push it? That was a 99. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't it, burn that much luck. It means that uh, they creak a little bit, but it just means you have to move a lot slower and carefully or more careful. Um, I've got the generator noise going on too to help uh, hide right. it. So I, I pause once that first board creaks and then uh, take a couple of breaths before I start again. Okay. Um, you're coming up the steps and there is a, a large window right above you and the door is right in front of you going sideways. So you're like on a, coming up to a landing. Um, if you were to walk upright up the steps, anybody inside would see you out the window before you would get to the door. If you crouch down, you could get to the door before you... Which, which is what I'm doing. Okay. And once I get to, uh, to an area where I have to crouch, I'm paused to see if I can hear anything from inside, see if I hear voices, see if I hear some shuffling. You hear, without even doing a listen, you hear music. Uh, it sounds like um, Asian, Chinese music. Um, so, so to your ears, it sounds odd. But it sounds like the same sort of stuff you might hear in any of the restaurants or any of the, the places in town, in, in, in Chinatown. And from the floor of the warehouse, as we watch him ascend, he remains visible if in the shadows? Yeah, well, he's not really in the shadows, but he's, he's completely... But he's not in the light the through the window. He's, I mean, the only, the only act of light is coming well, out of the office window. But it's not pitch black in here. It is daytime. Right. There, are, there are windows in the warehouse going around. Uh -huh. so uh -huh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just a lot dimmer. Um, I'm going to uh, assume a stable position and draw my handgun in case... Okay. He need, in case a figure appears at the window like this and it needs to go away. All right. All right. So, so and, and, and uh, Matthias, what are you doing? Hmm. I'm watching this kind of play out, but I am kind of getting a little bit kind of itchy to kind of like really talk to the person. So I'm watching uh, Mickey and I, I kind of make a, a, a gesture saying, hey, Mickey, like not too loud, but like Mickey. I know, like, what's going on? Now, Mickey is probably 100 feet from you by now. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so I go like that. <laughs> I go like that and get his attention and be like, what's up? All right. So, Mickey, uh, so Mickey you're right in front of the door. Uh, you haven't peeked in the window. Well, I'm, so I, am, I do want to get up to the uh, corner to be able to peek into the window. Okay. 
So you're uh, peeking I, in I the can... window right where the, you've got the door in front of you, which is a solid door. And then you've yeah. got the window right here, which you've just come up past. So, so you're going to give it a little, little peek so in. Get the, the door's in front of me and I, the window's to my left? Correct. Okay. So yes, I want to, I want to, um, I want to do a luck roll to see if I have uh, any kind of a mirror that I can kind of angle out to look in without exposing my face. I don't think that you carry a mirror with you. I'm trying to think if I would have anything shiny to display. Okay, so uh, I, I'll get a bead on where the music is possibly coming from. Mm -hmm. And um, if I'll, I'll go ahead and peek around to look in. All right. Uh, when you peek in, uh, the office is uh, somewhat decorated. There's a lot of red and gold. Um, there are some uh, tapestries hanging on the wall, uh, but it definitely looks like a little office. Um, there's nobody behind the desk, and it, it looks at first like nobody sits behind that desk. You know, it doesn't look like a busy desk. Um, but sitting in a chair next to another door inside, uh, you see a huge buff Chinese fellow uh, with uh, what looked like silk pants and no shirt on. And he's listening to the radio and he seems to have drifted a little bit. That's why he doesn't, didn't hear the squeak or anything. Okay. So looks like the bodyguard type. Without moving my feet, I kind of turn my torso for the others downstairs, not expose myself at the window. And to them, I will give that's kind of a signal. Well, you got a couple of options here. We either, because we don't, I mean, obviously we don't see what's inside there, but like, do we want to continue to go stealth or do we want to kind of make well, our, we, we might as well be quiet up the stairs and then we can uh, figure out what the hell Mickey knows and follow from before, there. Before, going up the stairs, I before going up the stairs, I want to look around the warehouse and just see if there's anything, like I want to kind of just see if there's anything that catches my eye at all. Nothing. Nothing. It's just simple blank. There's obviously not a pallet of drugs or a giant bundles of herbs hanging. It's just an old warehouse. So let's go enjoy right. Mickey. Yeah. Quiet up the stairs. Quiet so, uh, And right. once I point to them for what I see, I'm going to kind of show trying to show them that I'm going to creep to the other side of the window to look in the other half of the room that I can't see. Okay, so in order to do that, you'd have to go back down the stairs a little and then peek up. There's not a landing from the doorway no. that leads to the other side? There's the stairs going up, there's the window, there's the door. The only landing is right here in front of the door. Okay. So you so, crouched down to go under the window and came up. If you okay. went a couple steps down, you could peek up into the bottom of the other. 
And, um, and that's what I want to do. I want to be able to, I've already seen one half of the room where the, the bodyguard is. Now I want to confirm that the other half of the room is empty. So uh, I have, I don't have any weapon drawn. I have my hands free in case I have to grab onto the railing, but I'm going to itch down to a spot where I can look in. I'll tell you what, because we could make this a little easier. The second you realized he was completely or, or asleep, you just stuck your head up farther and went like this, looked okay. around the room. There's nobody else in there. Um, uh, all right. Uh, Crenshaw and Weiss, you're going up the stairs? Mm-hmm. All right. Do uh, stealth bowls. Now I've got my weapon out and ready. I got my gun out. As well, I've uh, I've got a regular success, thirty-one for forty. I got twenty-two, but I'll spend two to make it a success. Okay. Well, you you managed very slowly work your way up the stairs. Same same problem, um, that it's creaky. It's now even a little more creaky. Thanks, now that all of your weight is on it. Um, <laughs> but you managed to get up there without being seen. Maybe you take a couple of peeks in the window. And you see this same fellow. He's big. Yeah. At least as big as you are, Crenshaw. Yeah. And he's got muscles. And you can see all of his muscles because he's got no shirt on. Yeah. What's with the silver pants? He's in the circus? Crap. Uh, all right. Here's the, here's the move. Uh, we all, uh, you know, Gun in position. We're going to try this door. If the door opens, we're going to go through quietly. Mouth, you go straight across to try the other door. Weiss and I will, uh, hopefully, you know, big boy won't even wake up. And we'll move right along. But, you know, I can hold him and you can pop him if we have to. I take a kneecap first. His, not mine. But that way we can move mouth along and find out uh, whether our uh, creepy old man is on the other side. Sound good? All right. Sounds good. Let's do it. Sound good. Whispered all this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, the door is unlocked. Um, okay. Turns turns quite easily in your hand. And it starts to open. Um it gets about halfway open and it starts to like that. And when it does, you see the guy open up his eyes and he sees you. Um, what do you guys do? Do you wait to see what he does or do you do something? I step on into the room. Okay. Well, as you step into the room, he immediately stands up. All right, we come in. We come in right afterwards with our guns out, or I, at least I come out with my guns out. Yeah, out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna present it in a uh, not threat in the gut, right. but it's ready right here. Motion, friend. We're NYPD. Stand right there, please. Um, do a cycle. Should I do one too, or sure, you can all do one. Okay, I'll spend, I'll spend one to make it a success. Man. He has 
absolutely no reaction at all to your pointing guns at him. And he doesn't even look surprised. Um, he takes a slight step forward and he bows. And then he turns to go to the door uh, that he's sitting next to. No, stop. Let him go. Let him go. We've got a, uh, got a Bellevue case here. Um, and if he's clever, I'll pounce on him. But I think he, he's not clever. He knocks quietly on the door for a moment. And you hear a voice from the other room say something in Chinese. Sounds like an old man's voice. Mm -hmm. And uh, all he does is he opens the door slightly and he sticks his face in and he says something in Chinese. And then uh, he turns back to you. Uh, moves back over to his chair and just goes like that and then sits back down on the chair. Give him a little gal now. Keep my eye trained on him. Like, you know, not pointing the gun, but like walking past him and, you know. All right. You step into the next room and this room is also decorated, but this time it's much more lavish. Um, Lots of beautiful hangings and lanterns and things. Um, there is a small dais uh, uh, raised up, and there are pillows on the dais. And uh, sitting in the middle of it, cross-legged, uh, is an old man. Uh, he looks like, jeez, looks like he could be a thousand years old um, from the wrinkles on his skin. Uh, he has a beard and a mustache. He's bald on top. Um, his eyebrows are bushy. And uh, uh, now, you, other things you notice, there's some little shrines, little Chinese shrines with idols, um, things that you've seen all over Chinatown. There's incense burners. There's things like that. Um, and there's also another door behind him because it doesn't look like there's a bedroom in here. That's probably a bedroom. And he says, Please, gentlemen, please, come in. What can I do for you? I host my pistol as I look around to see if there's any three-eyed dragon symbols or paintings or hangings. There is. There is a large three-eyed dragon tapestry behind him. Mm -hmm. Because you have been having difficulty, yes? That's uh, why a little bit. That's why you've come looking for Yinglong Hao? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, so at this point, I come, I come forward, and I'm going to sit down in front of him, and I want to reach into my pocket, because considering I'm seeing all this stuff, and accepting the fact that he's a venerable, wise old man, I'm going to pull out the actual piece of paper and say, perhaps you can tell us a little bit about this. Oh, you have some of my tea. Is he saying tea towards the pink stuff, or is it? Correct. Well, he's saying tea, that whatever is written, even if there's none there, he knows what's written. Uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Lang, we got some of your tea. Uh, what kind of problems are good for? Oh, sleep problems. My, uh, my patients come to me, they, they, need, they have difficult sleeping. Yeah. Uh, the patients we saw had no problem sleeping with their guts spilled on the floor because they took your tea. I don't understand. What are you saying? 
Well, I, I think you got a bad batch, Mr. Yang. I make this myself. It's made from herbs. It's an ancient Chinese remedy for sleep problems. Um, what it brings the great thousands of years. It's there's nothing bad about it. Sometimes it brings the great wings at night. I'm afraid I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Weiss, you got that poem? I do. Pull it out. It gives dreams. It gives vivid, beautiful dreams. Yeah. One walks serene and graceful in the lands of dreams. Well, I pull it out and I show it to him, and I show it to him, and obviously, like pointing out the blood on the actual on the poem. Yes. What I, do you make of this? I don't understand this at all. Has any of your patients ever written poems or anything like this? Have you seen this kind of? Many of them like to write down what they see in their dreams. That's not not very unusual, I would say. Um, But there are no harmful effects to this at all. As I say, it simply is an herbal tea. I give it away to anyone who wants. I don't charge any money. Uh, What if uh, some... Mr. Yang, what if some unscrupulous uh, hoodlum type tried to uh, mix your tea with something, I don't know, to make it seem a little more potent or exciting? Is there any potential side effect? I, I don't know anything about drugs. Is there any time of day that you take this tea, like at midnight? Most people want to sleep at night. And you never heard of anybody having a sleepy time tea and then... Well, not every dream is pleasant, but for the most part, the dreams produced by this is, are, are quite pleasant. You're, you're to welcome make... to take some for yourselves. I can provide it. It's... Is there an aroma in this room? Uh, incense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mickey, you were saying... Yeah, I'm just talking to Mr. Ying there as far as uh, dreams that eight would uh, suffer at the same time to all want to spill their guts and pile it in the middle of the floor. I, I, this, this sounds horrific. I, I don't know anything about that. But I have many clients, many people come here from, from all walks of life, rich and poor. They come, I give it freely to them. They dream. So- so why do you give your tea away for free? Why not? I want to help people. If well, you want to help somebody, you don't charge them money. Well, I'm just trying to figure out how you make a living, Mr. Ying. Oh, I have plenty of... Uh, I, I have an inheritance from China that I, I do quite well. I don't need much. I'm not, I'm not like in, in your Western culture that I need a palace to live in. I, I live quite, this is my palace and I'm quite comfortable here. So Mr. Ying, you are, uh, decorate your uh, tea in packets laced or drawn with uh, your, your dragon symbol there. Yes. Are you a believer the of the asleep. dragon? I'm sorry? Are you a believer of the dragon? A believer of the dragon? It's a symbol for sleep. It's, it's the sleep dragon. But are dragons real? Do dragons lay eggs? Uh, 
the mystical um, beliefs of my people, yes, dragons are real. There are celestial dragons. There are dragons that live in the waters and in the land and the earth. They're forces of nature. Are there dragons that have uh, green and blue eggs? You're asking very specific questions that, that, that there's no specific answer for. Well, no I one's ever seen a dragon's egg. I could show you a specific example, but for now we'll leave it to talk. Uh, Mr. Yang, uh, how to we found uh we we've located you on the basis of this incident that we're describing to you that involved people dreaming themselves to death how do other people uh who need to sleep locate you discover that you have services word of mouth people on the street tell them um uh, as i say I, it's 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 a completely harmless uh, tea. Well, as the as the as the blood on the on the wrapper indicated to you it is not universally harmless. Apparently, well, I, we have... I don't know anything about that, but it certainly wasn't caused by my tea. And uh, as he becomes a little distressed at your at your accusing that way, his bodyguard comes into the room. He just mm. quietly slips in and he stands next to the door. Does this mountain have a name, Mister Ying? Yes, that's Feng Feng. Feng Feng. Feng Feng, nice to meet you. And uh, he doesn't speak English. Your English is very good, Mr. Young. Have you been in the country for a long time? Yes, for over uh, 20 years. Uh, and your, uh, your generous manufacture and distribution of your magical teas, your herbal teas, that happens out of this warehouse? Yes. Is there a... right here. A storeroom of the tea? No, I don't produce that much, just for the clients that come for it. And how is the, the tea consumed? Well, it can be consumed in a number of ways. Usually it's drunk. Uh, uh, in hot water. Tea. Yes. Do you personally give the tea away, or do you have other distributors that... No, I, I personally give it to each of my clients. They come and so, visit me here. Who were the last couple of clients that you had, say, uh, two days ago, a day ago? Well, um, I, I don't know their last names. Usually. Were they well-dressed? Uh, some of them are. Um, uh, there was a, uh, a fellow, uh, uh, I believe, uh, I believe his last name is... Pearson, I think he told me that he was a writer, but other than that, I usually, I, it's not my place to ask people's names. Mr. Pearson occasionally comes here. Um, sometimes he sleeps here. Uh, he, he has a great, great, great deal of difficulty dreaming, he has told me. If somebody came back every two days and said, Gee, Doc, I need another three sacks of tea. Would that be unusual? Perhaps unusual, but uh, not unheard of. I mean, people sometimes go on vacations and they need to take some with them. Now, what if some cockamamie individual 
decided not to dip your tea crystals into water and sip it genteely in the night, but say inject it into their veins. You're asking me questions I know nothing about. This is not a consideration of yours that somebody could misuse your tea and it could cause grievous harm. Somebody could misuse anything. Somebody could misuse that statue there and bash somebody over the head with it. That's not my consideration. No, not at all. Why would it be? Well, because we, if we have not made it evident, we are officials of the city and the capacity of homicide detectives because I, the tea has caused a number of deaths. I, I understand that, but uh, please, I can give you samples of it if you want to have it analyzed. Um, I will completely cooperate with you, but I'm telling you that it's not what you're looking for is not here. Yes, indeed, if you would uh, provide a sample. Uh, and it, by the way, when was the last time that you saw Mr. Pearson? Uh, a, f a couple of days ago. And so you suspect he may be back to uh, sleep again? Possibly. And if you could uh, please give us a description of the man? Oh, I would say uh, he's about uh, two meters high, uh, dark hair. Um, oh, I'm so tempted to say he look like a man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he gives you a fairly decent description. Yeah. I want to I want to change the um, the flavor of the tone a little bit. <laughs> I'm looking around the room. <clears throat> I want to ask him. So I notice a lot of your uh, artifacts here and your antiquities. Are you a collector of rare objects and um, of Chinese uh, mythological uh, ornamentations? Um. Uh, he stands up. And uh, he moves next to you to look at whatever you're looking at. And he's like, um, uh, that was a gift uh, from somebody or other on my wedding day. Um, um, these, aren't, these aren't valuable items except for memories. They're trinkets. And and can you tell me a little bit about the three-eyed dragon? What's the symbol? What's the, what, is it, what does it symbolize? This is very unique-looking imagery. I haven't it's, seen it before. It's, it's a symbol that's been in my family for thousands of years. Does it have a for particular us, meaning? It's the sleep dragon. The, dragon of, the dragon of dreams. You'd think the dragon of dreams would have closed eyes instead of extra open eyes. Dreams... When you dream, don't you see the dream? Uh, it's not a sleep dragon, it's a dream dragon. I get you. Uh, so do you have to import the herbs you're using from the old country to make this here? Um, or the roots or whatever? Uh, he gives Salamanders? You complete, he gives you the complete rundown on the, the particular roots. Some of them don't have American names. Some of them have Chinese names. He doesn't know what the American equivalent would be. And yes, some of them are, are, are shipped in. Uh, not in large quantities, though. Um, I'd like to do a psych roll on the old gentleman. Okay. If I may. I'd like to as well, because I'm watching sure. him. And I rolled a 39. I, I'm happily spend four to make that a success. Okay. I miss mine, so. 
you don't think that he's hiding anything. You think that he's telling the truth, but there may be more to it. You get the funny feeling like you're not asking the right question. Um, but at the same time, you can't think of any other question to ask. And he seems to be very honest about what he's answering. Mr. Okay. What is the uh, history of uh, your dragon that has lived the thousand plus years ago? Has he always been a peaceful dream? Uh, he seems confused. He's just, uh, it's, it's just a symbol of my, my family. It's not, there's no, not, nothing more to it than that. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciate your cooperation. I'm, you know, going to side eye the other two, but my, you know, going forward. Uh, if you, since you have apparently no custom at the moment, if you would be so kind as to prepare for us not only a bit of the tea, but maybe a chunk of the roots and leaves that you were using to put it together, so we can have this analyzed. Maybe we can figure out how it is that your uh, nice dream tea has made some uh, citizens very dead. All right. He, uh, it takes him a few minutes, but he, he produces some uh, samples for you. Uh, Actually, quite a bit more than you'd even thought about. Matthias, do you think you're ready to uh, show him the uh, artifact? Well, I mean, it wasn't like I brought it up with me. It's a pretty big artifact. I know. We'd have to. Maybe you could get his bodyguard to uh, bring it up. I don't know if it'll do anything, though. He hasn't really indicated anything from your line of questioning that would indicate anything that he would be interested. But yeah. having said that. We showed it to Johnny. Why not show it to Mr. Ying? All right. For the sake of brevity, you show it to him. He doesn't have any reaction to it. doesn't know what it is. It's very pretty. But unfamiliar. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, I want to post one or two of us here to wait for Pearson and send the rest of this stuff to the lab. I don't think the old guy's. Uh, I don't think the old guy's on any racket. I think he's loony. No. No, but I get this sneaking suspicion that there's something, right? Like, why is yeah. his T tied in with these actual, like, what these murders, right? Now, maybe yeah. he might not know anything about that, but there's something. There's Correct. definitely something not on the level here. And well, he, I mean, and, you know, he, look, he's living in a warehouse and giving away some mystic herbal crap, right? Okay, so I have, a question. I have a question before we leave. Um, I guess we don't, we wouldn't have any numbers, right? Um, trying to think about how to put this, like your customer, Mr. Pearson, kind of interested more about this gentleman. Uh, I don't know him personally, and I don't know where he lives or anything like that. He's a writer, though, you said? I believe so. I believe he said that. He certainly likes to write down the things that he sees in his dreams. Uh-huh. Do you happen to know what kind of shoes he wears? Shoes. Mm. I'm drawing a blank. I kind of want to. I kind of want to be here when he's when when Mr. Pearson's here, but I don't know when. I don't know how to, like you know, 
We can radio somebody and have them take the samples back to the precinct and just, you know, get some coffee and hang out. That's called a stakeout. It's called a stakeout. <laughs> sure. I mean, we, we don't have to go anywhere. We're detectives. We can have them come and bring us cheeseburgers and donuts. Hell, it's 47. We can bring us cheeseburgers and beer and we can wait. All right. Anything else? Uh, you know, I'm going to uh, tell Mr. Yang that we appreciate his uh, availability. Uh, we're afraid we're going to see him again. Uh, he might have to deal with some licensing to offer his tea in future. But, um, you know, so go with God. When we step back into the other room mm -hmm. and uh, we, we do have the music still playing that the guard had, and right. so the low tone. So, Ted, you, we've got an older man here distributing this free tea. Now, Fang Fang follows you out, by the way. Yeah, but which is fine by me. It, but uh, an old man giving this stuff away and he needs a bodyguard like this? You know, if if we find out that he's selling, then we've got something that we got a narcotics racket, right? But he's not living large. Yeah. Uh, also, also, like you know, he's an old man, right? Like, I don't, I don't know. It's all that, you know. What if, what if one of his, like, you know, his customers actually turns violent or whatever? And the bodyguard, know. we came in with three guns, and the bodyguard said, "Welcome," and showed us in. So it's not exactly like he's. He showed you in as if he were expecting yeah. someone. Not necessarily mm -hmm. someone, but anyone. Like yeah. he, he's almost practiced in how he deals with anybody who walks through the door. All right. So, anybody needy sees Mr. Yang. I, I turn to Fang Fang and I ask, uh, so what is Mr. Pearson's first name? Um, he looks just... Fang Fang has no English. He has no English. I was trying to get a... Re Trying to surprise me and get an answer. So he, he smiles and gives you a yeah. little bow. <laughs> Fang Fang's up, but up. It turns out he's got a French accent. Moves to the door. <laughs> ah, Mr. Pearson. Oh. <laughs> he, he opens I wanna... the door for you. Hmm. All right. Yeah. All right, so he shows you, he opens the door for you and lets you out. He doesn't follow you out of the warehouse. And no, by now it's, it's dark outside, or it's, it's almost completely dark outside. Yeah, 5.30 in February in New York, that's dark. Well, so did we call from the, a phone in the warehouse or we need to go across the street and find a phone? We can radio from the car. see a phone in the warehouse. It's 47, we got radios. All right. We might have to start right. the car for a minute to let the engine warm up enough to radio, but we can call. Do you want to hang out for a little bit and just wait and see if anyone shows up here? Yeah, but I mean, in the meantime, we might as well have a patrol car come by and pick up these samples. The well, and, and, some food. and Yeah, some food and bring us, us some, bring us some burgers. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but um, let's, let's meet the other patrol car. We, we don't want to spook Mr. Pearson away by seeing a cop car show up. And Yeah, around the block is fine. Well, your car doesn't look like a cop car. Right. So we'll at least, we'll try to, we'll park in the shadows. 
and okay. then but we do have a cop car coming by and that's my concern all right um well cop cars sometimes go through this area just to make sure that everything is okay right. but um uh we're obviously going to go over uh do you guys want a five minute break sure So, uh, you park your car out in front, and uh, you have your hamburgers and beer, and you try not to get too drowsy. Uh, you wonder why you ever became cops in the first place, uh, seeing the horrors that you've just seen. Um, right about 11.30, a car pulls up. And you see a fellow get out. Uh, he matches the description. He looked like a man. He's uh, six foot, dark hair, has a fedora on, jacket. It's cold. Um, he goes right up to the warehouse door uh, and, and goes inside. Uh, he doesn't look like he's trying to sneak. He just looks like he's there for the usual or whatever. Uh, he, he parked the car. There's no driver. No, it's just him. All right. Let's uh, uh, give him two minutes. I'm going to take my uh, light and check out the car. Check the visor to see if there's a name. See if it's even locked. Right. Well, I imagine in New York City, people lock their cars. They don't in the country, but they probably do in in, in New York. Uh, The car is locked. Uh, it's a, it's a fairly decent car. It's not a really expensive car, um, but you do notice on the front uh, seat, uh, on the on the the front passenger seat, uh, it looks like there are a couple of fresh notebooks and at least one old notebook uh, that. Uh, you can see that it's well worn. Uh-huh. Uh, and but they're closed. Correct. And and you think that maybe he had a notebook with him as he was going in. Is and there's no writing on the outside cover of them. Uh-huh. Uh, in the snow, on the sidewalk, is it a sneaker he was wearing? Um. Uh, yeah, looks like it might have been a sneaker pattern. It's flat yeah. on the bottom. Mickey, that looks like the same tread to me. Is that the same tread to you, Weiss? You want me to pick the lock? I'm just looking, no, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the the print in the snow in the yeah. in the in the frozen slush. This could be the same yeah, guy, yeah. right? Could be the All same right. guy. Take a look at like inspect that actual footprint. Matthias, does that uh, letter that you have have a uh, torn edge, like it's pulled, been pulled out of one of these dope pads of his? It's hard maybe. to tell. It's like maybe it's hard to tell, right? Because like the notebook's facing downward. I don't. Unless it was right. open, but it definitely it could be a like notebook paper size mm-hmm. of, of a piece of note paper from this. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, now uh, Mickey, you were talking about opening the car up. Yeah, I'm not against it. Uh, I'm curious yeah. to know what's going on. I'm curious to know what's going on upstairs. You know, because clearly, you know, this Mr. Ying, as lovely as the man he is, 
Obviously, we'll see people throughout all hours of the night. There's something up here, guys. Definitely. Oh, this is the place. No question. Yeah, Mr. Ying wasn't uh, hesitant to tell us about Pearson, so he's got acts like he has nothing to hide. As for Mr. Pearson, a different story, especially now that Ted pointed out the uh, footprints. But I couldn't get the door open. All right. Well, let's not, uh, let's, not, let's not mistake the fact that he's coming here at 1130 at night. Yeah. Witching hour. Uh, you know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, it's cold as fuck as it is out here. We might as well wait for uh, Pearson to come out and, and uh, maybe let him open his car up because then we don't have to break any windows before we introduce ourselves. If we go in, then we're going to have to have a confrontation. The driver door is locked. Let me try the passenger door. Uh, it's locked. <laughs> I say, it's really locked. <clears throat> yeah, I'll give the trunk a wiggle too, but I don't think we're going to get anything. But as soon as he comes out, he's going to open up, right? Second if he comes out. the uh, passenger door, Tom. I'm sorry, what was that? A second roll for the passenger door, or a, the first failure was for the whole car? Um, I guess that would be a push, right? Yeah, you can try to push it. You're going to break the, the lock if you fail. It's on the it's on the passenger side. He won't notice it as much. All right. I can't. You can't burn luck on a push, so I failed. Okay. So whatever you're doing to Jimmy the lock, you break it off in the lock. Damn. My it's last cold. good pick. It's probably cold, Nick. It's probably cold. Yeah. I don't know what the hell you could open in this cold. I don't know why the hell this perp's going to be underneath the bridge on the water like this. God, it's chilly down here. Uh, so 10 minutes pass. Is anything? Yeah, 10 minutes. 10 minutes pass. Oh, I'm sorry, what did you say, Bill? Ted, you gonna have, you want us to wait out here, or wait in the car, or just go inside? The thing is, I think I figure if we let him come out, right? That he's gonna, if we stand in the shadows, or you know, whatever, he's just gonna get out. He's gonna open his car, and then we can introduce ourselves, and we've got an open car, which we can then search because the man's leaving an establishment that's known to be, you know drug activities, etc. So then we're wide open for a search. Whereas if we go in, then he's going to, you know, have a hue and cry. He could say, that's not my car. Well, I don't know. But if he, if he waits, if I don't want to wait more than 10 minutes more out here in this either. Hey, Matthias, come take a look at this as I pull out a knife and I cut off the valve stem on the, uh, right rear tire. He's got a flat over here. Mm, interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> All right. Um, I just realized that I made a slight mistake in the story. Um, but the mistake is, I can fix it this way. When you looked at the letter that with the, the crazy poem, at the top, the initials are ASP. Okay. That's what they are. Pearson. We don't okay. know the first name, but 
Yeah, that's a good, that's a good lead. Yeah, so it's, as far I'll as I'm concerned. Why, I'll explain what I did at, at, at when we were done. Oddly enough, it's exactly the same thing I did in the last time I've done this. <laughs> that's funny. I had a hard time with some of the handwriting anyway, so. Um, All right. It was so what are you going to do? You guys are outside. It's been 10 minutes. I say uh, we go in. For all we know, he can be sharing the uh, tea with uh, Mr. Ying, who's unaware of whatever side effect Pearson has created. You know, as far as I'm concerned, that just uh, eliminates part of our problem. If Mr. Ying decides to cut his own guts out, then we don't have to try to find a way to arrest him or deport him. Uh, if Pearson's the source of the, and I don't think he's going to do that because Pearson, if he's the source of the contagion, and that's what I'm thinking, then it's him we want to get a hold of and figure out what the hell he's doing to the old man's tea, right? Whatever, whatever it is, it's bad news. So we got to figure out what we're going to do here, guys. Yeah, I'm freezing wanna... my balls off out here. We got it's cold as fuck. All right. And then there's Feng Feng in there, who I think is not really a lot brighter than a German Shepherd. But I don't want to oh. fight. Well, that's the thing, though, right? I don't think it's about being bright or not in this case. I think he's there, he's there for a particular reason. And we know what that reason is. Yeah, he's a mountain. And think of this. If he kicks me in the balls, I'm going to fall over. I kick him in the balls, he's going to keep moving along because he's a goddamn robot. So that is a concern to me. But if I the, big enough the, that that egg could be one of his balls. Oh, the egg. And I just quickly go like, the egg, Pearson, maybe. I don't know. You didn't know? you guys have the cop car take all that back to the precinct? Not the egg. And no, yeah, just the samples that, that from the trunk. The, okay. The egg was in yeah, the trunk. It was, it was the samples of uh, plant matter and so on. All right. Uh, you know, the uh, totally evil thing that I'm not going to suggest we do at all because it is dangerous and problematic in many ways is we can set fire to the warehouse on that side and then we would be sure that Mr. Pearson would come out. Hmm. Uh, also, we'd be warm. Uh, lacking that, I think we're being very foolish to enter. I say we wait. Let's wait for Mr. Pearson. Oh. Yeah, Why freeze our balls off? Let's just go on inside. It's one man. Let's confront him. Well, it's one man inside of an actual store or inside of that in that warehouse office with Mr. Ying. You could roll persuades on each other. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. roll persuades on each other. What do we, we, never actually, do what that. do we want? What are we doing? I don't even know what we're doing. Like what what, what are we planning? What do you want to do, so, Mitt? Mickey? I don't want to freeze my ass off out here. So you want to go inside? Hell yes. I'm, I'm, I want to pick the fucker off when he's alone outside. Yeah, I'm, I'm for staying outside and waiting for him to come out. Let's persuade each other. Go for it. Well, then let's wait in our car where it's warmer. I'm all right with that. I yeah, also, I'm, I'm all right with you. Uh, I believe you already punctured a tire, so. <laughs> all right. So you guys climb back into your car. You finish off the rest of your fries and your beer. Um, an hour goes by. He doesn't come out. 
All right. Another half All right. an hour oh. goes by, he doesn't come out. All right, gents. There's something definitely up. I think it's getting really late, right? It's like past midnight right. at this point. Yeah, it's one. At this point, at this point, Feng Feng's probably asleep. You know, we're probably getting drowsy ourselves. Let's go up in there. There's no point. Let's just get it. Let's get this over with. Yeah, yeah okay. sleeps here, so he's in there snoring away while we're freezing our ass out here. Well, you know, we've got a heater in the car, but sure. Yeah. Uh, there's only so much gasoline in the world, and we'll have so much time. Uh, and it's been a long time. There's no, no visible change on the outside of the warehouse, obviously. Nope. And you can't see the office windows from the outside either. You have to open the door, which is unlocked. It's just dark. Um, all right. Uh, okay. I'm going to go and, I'm gonna go and get, my, get my gun drawn. Get close to my side, not showing or presenting it. Just being close on my side head. But I say, showed, I say, gentlemen, we should go inside. We should go up into this office. When we first showed up here, couldn't from the street, couldn't we see the office light on? No. No. Okay. Those windows are internal. Gotcha. So I, I, whis I whisper to my two colleagues and I say, I say to them, you know, lads, we've been on this, we've been on this beat. You know, we've been detectives for quite a long time, right? A couple of things I, I, I find too fishy here. A, I don't think Mr. Yang is actually on the level. One. Two, no one takes office hours this late. And three, when somebody goes in and doesn't come out, there's something that's up. I think this is, this is requiring some real detective work at this point. Uh, yeah, I guess there's a question whether we ought to radio for backup in case things go so hairy inside or we have a fire issue. Um, we could do that. Let's do that. Let's radio for like, some backup. Yeah, tell, uh, you know, I think we just ask for a patrol car to, to back up in 10 minutes and be on the lookout. Uh, we knew that we could see inside the warehouse because there were some skylights or lights. Yeah, but they're 20 feet up. And, and you can't, and we can't tell from outside whether the office lights within, like, is there any light coming out or is it, or it's so faint to be. It's, it's hard to tell, but it's maybe, it might be, it doesn't look yeah. black. So maybe it's just too faint. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we're going to go up the stairs. Uh, right. I say, I say we go up the stairs. I, I say we just go, we take this on head on. There's no more dilly dallying. Let's go gents. Right. When us, you go through the door into the warehouse, the lights are on. It looks exactly the same way it did. Yeah. Yeah. God, boys, I'm telling you, let's get in there. And, and the office window doesn't show any action, just light coming out. Uh, when you look through the office window, uh, you don't see, there's nobody in there. It looks like. Um, oh, even up the stairs. I was just talking from like downstairs. Oh, yeah. Was, no, like, you don't see anybody. A there. shadow play. Yeah, because right. we, uh, we don't know where Pearson was sleeping inside this warehouse. So what we saw from upstairs was just the outer office and then the inner office where Mr. Ying is. No indication that there was another bedroom in there. Yes, right. there was. There was a door. There was a, yeah, there, there was, was a door. Where, a door. To where we where we think Mr. Pearson, or excuse me, where Ying sleeps. Right. And from the outside dimensions of this office, raised office, doesn't indicate there's enough space for another bedroom. Yeah. Or I they say, could share a bedroom. But there's I, nothing I, I, on, the, on, the, on the warehouse floor that suggests somebody's bedding down. There's no tent and there's no lights down here. It's right. all Correct. I say, I say the only answer we're going to get are inside that office. Like we can pontificate yep. all we want to out here. Let's just get in there. 
No, we waited as patiently as we could. We got nothing. Now we're going in. So you guys managed to go up the stairs stealthily once again. Uh, you peek into the office and there's nobody in the office. Uh, but the door into uh, the other room is closed. Yeah, I guess. Is uh, Fang Fang's music still playing? No. Okay. He's not even in there, is he? In He's that not room. in there. No. Yeah. Okay, let's go in that room. Uh, let's be very quiet, stealthily. I want to go up to the. I want to go up to the door. I want to carefully listen. I want to listen against the door. Do I hear anything Are, through the we door? We're talking about the door going into the office. Correct. Well, no, the in, inside of the office, going into the Mr. Ling's. Looking through the window, we see it all quiet but lit. Right. We sneak into the. All right. So entry you go room. Into the office. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah and then uh, you're going to listen at the door. I'll okay. go ahead and do a listen roll. Oh, that is pretty good. Let me see. My glasses. Where's my listen? Yes, barely. All right. So at first you don't hear anything, but then you hear what sounds like a, a bell, but it's just like a, a single low-toned bong. And then nothing for a couple of seconds and you hear it again. Bong. Hmm. Bong. There's some, I whisper to the guys behind me, it's like there's some ritual going on here. Boys. You can also smell incense. Yeah. We got a ritual going on in here, boys. Guns drawn, ready to go in. I, I, have, I have my gun on my hip. I put my hand on my, on, on the actual doorknob. Okay. I'm gonna open the door like inward and let let the other my other two colleagues actually go in with their pistols while I stay in the back. I'm gonna go first. Okay, the door opens into the room. So are you going to you're cross gonna the threshold? All right. I'm gonna open it and then just like kind of step back. All right. The second you start to open it, um, you can see the old man sitting where he was sitting before. Uh, there's incense burning in front of his the uh, the idols um uh he seems he seems quiet and serene like he's meditating and almost immediately a hand comes from on the other side you know of the of the door frame and it's fang fang and uh he looks rather alarmed that you just walked in and uh uh he he does like this and uh and try and tries to tell you to go back Yeah, and there's no son of Pearson. Uh, Conflict, boys. What do you want to do, Ted? You're the uh, you're the big one. You're the big one. Do you want to take on Fang Fang? I don't wanna. Seems like a nice kid. Isn't Fang um, Fang like that fad diet, by the way? I'm sorry, sidebar. Fin Fang. <laughs> I'm not a diet so much as a dangerous. All right, so uh, what are you going to do? You're going to attack Fang Fang? Uh, we can, we're, there's three of us, so I think we could actually like overcome him. I'm going okay. to open my arms to Fang Fang and his, and his gesture and try to put one arm behind him and lead him out into the office in a friendly but Inviting. forceful gesture. 
the moment you try to do something to Fang Fang, one is you find that he's very strong. Um, he doesn't really much move unless he wants to move. Um, he tries to sort of push you out. And as he does, you hear the old man say uh, something in Chinese, uh, which you think is something along the lines of, it's all right, Fang Fang, let them in. And because he immediately stops what he's doing. And the mountain returns. Steps kind of away from you. And he says, gentlemen, you've returned. What can I do for you? Bad sleep? You could say that. You could yeah. say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad sleep. Mm-hmm. It's rather late, gentlemen. You're it right. is, and we're it totally unrested. It's very late. And we also saw a gentleman come in here. And uh, we're just curious, do you always take uh, clients at this late hour? I, 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 as I say, I help people. I help them whenever they need the help. Mr. Pearson has difficulty sleeping. Um, he says that before he met me, he's never dreamed. Um, uh, I believe him of this. Uh, and he, he stands up. He says, I'm an old man. He says, um, I, I don't understand why you were barging in here in the middle of the night. So where is Mr. Pearson now? We saw him come in. Mr. Pearson is indisposed at the moment. He's sleeping. That's the problem, Mr. Ying. And I appreciate that you're an older gentleman. And, I, and you seem to have uh, very honorable intentions. But Mr. Pearson's indisposition is, is the problem that we're having. We need to dispose him forthwith and uh, discuss with him the matter of multiple brutal homicides that will, forgive me, interfere with your tea distribution business. Because you see, in the city of New York... I I, I have to ask you not to disturb Mr. Pearson. Please um, come back in the morning. Um, Please leave. Hmm. That's interesting, Mr. Ying. Sorry, but we're not going to be able to do that. So we do not see anybody else in the room. Correct. So I head across the room to the other door that we suspected to be Ying's bedroom door. I must ask you uh, not to disturb Mr. Pearson. Uh, Feng Feng. And Feng Feng immediately. I'm bracing myself against Feng Feng's move as soon as the mouth goes toward the door. All right. Do a strength roll. Which one? I've I've already moved it across. 34 for 75 is a hard success. So he failed. You've somewhat restrained uh, Fang Fang. He Um, remains a mountain, (laughs) not a landslide. Please, gentlemen, no violence, please. And so at that moment, I pull up, I, I, I pull forward my gun, and I don't point it directly at him, but I just kind of hold it open, and I'm like, and so that allowing uh, mouth to go to the actual, you know, the door. All right. So, Mickey, you get to the door. What do you do? I open it up. And as you open it, you hear uh, 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 Ging Long Hao one last time say, I, please, I warned you, please. 
Mm-hmm. You open the door. Yeah, uh, I, sus- uh, I suspect he's sneaking out a window or something. So I, I suspect he's no longer Mr. Pearson. Yeah, but still. <laughs> the room uh, is dark. There's a strong smell of incense. Um, Mr. There seem to be a number of uh, mattresses in the room. Uh, it's not like the, the junkie house. It's they're, they're well-maintained. They have red silk uh, sheets. Uh, one man, obviously Mr. Pearson, lies on one of these beds. And uh, do a spot hidden for me. I have Actually a, with a bonus dice. I'm pulling a flashlight out too, DB. Is there enough light in this room? Or is it dark? It's fairly dark. Uh, a hard and one point away from an extreme. All right. Um, you shine your flashlight down at Pearson's face, and his mouth is open, and his eyes are wide open. And uh, you can see that he has a notepad that's sort of laying on his stomach as he's there, and his hand is writing. Oh, he's not even looking at what he's writing. But at the same time, you notice above him on the ceiling, uh, at first you don't realize what you're seeing, but it, it's, uh, there's, uh, there's paintings all over the ceiling, except that right above him, they're moving, they're twisting and turning, and there seems to be a vortex of, of light and there's, there's kind of light streaming out of his eyes going up into this vortex. You can do a sanity roll. Holy shit, guys. Uh, I actually made it at 11. Uh, so you take one point of damage, one point of uh, sanity damage. Uh, the rest of you hear him call out. What does he uh, say? What do you say now? Just holy shit. Okay. And I, I quickly look at Mr. Mr. Yang, and I say, I, I look at him and I say, care to explain, Mr. Yang? Um, Fucking spiritual journey going on in here. He, uh, he says something in Chinese to Fang, and Fang immediately seems to almost throw the two of you off of him. God. Uh, and Fang grabs the old man and Hustles him out the door. The one that you came in. Oh, that's better than I thought. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm kind of transfixed looking at this movement. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I feel like one of us has to. One of us has to follow, at least with handgun, the retreating figure. You know, they always have to see what's going on with Bill. I don't know uh, with the mouth. I don't know how to decide who is who. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, so while you, well, as soon as you say that, I'm gonna go open the door, and I'm going to like. I'm presuming that they're kind of in the same main office. I want to shoot a warning shot like above, uh, like over them. All right, then I'm gonna follow the mouth in. All right. So Matthias, uh, they've they've quickly pushed their way out into the office. You follow. Uh, you fo- fire a shot over their shoulder, 
neither one of them seems to be even slightly startled by the sound of the gun going off. And they head for the, the door leading out into the warehouse. And almost before you can react, because you're so surprised they don't do anything when you shoot at them, uh, they slam the door behind them as they go out. So they've crossed the room, and I'm still in the room, right. and they slam the door going to down the stairs. Right. They just ignored you, even though you shot at them. So I'm going to run quickly over there, open the door, and say, freeze! And I'm going to point my gun down at them. And there's nobody there. Oh, Sanity boy. Ah, oh, Lord. Okay, I don't think I'm going to be making this one. Hold on, let's see. <laughs> uh, actually, I did make it, 47. All right, you can take one point of damage. One point of sanity damage. Okay. All right, uh, Detective Crenshaw, you step into the room, and you, uh, you don't know what's more horrible, this bizarre swirling above, above his head or the bizarre look on his face. Uh, it's it's a look of both shock and and rapture. Uh, his mouth wide open, his eyes wide open, and this sort of streaming light going up like smoke into the uh, like incense going up into this void, this, this swirling void. And he's writing. And and Mickey is just sort of standing there, slack jawed with his gun. And I think he's mask. got his gun and he's doing uh, this a little bit. <laughs> Well, I'm going to take a movement, but uh, since since Ted stepped in, I'll let him do his thing first before I... So the other mattresses, everything, the room is otherwise unoccupied? Correct. There are no windows, just stinks of incense, and there's this grotesque figure. Right. Uh, and he's and he's scrolling. He, he also looks like he, you know, got himself comfortable. He took off his shoes, which are tennies, and he... Uh, and he took off his jacket and stuff, but he's left his tie on. All right. Well, we've got our culprit. Uh, and he's not resisting you. Yeah, but he's but he's resisting, you know. But he, yeah, think... he's exhibiting. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to say, you know, I'm going to I'm going to garble obscenities, and you can go ahead, Mac. I'm going to take two steps closer, and with my foot kick him, push him over, disturb his trance. seance or whatever that trance he's in. Right. Uh, Matthias, where, where are you? Are you still out in the office freaking out? I know because I only lost a point of sanity. So I come back through the main door. I'm going to come back to go join my fellow investigators right. and I'm going to go like follow right into the room. All right. So you can do the, uh, the sanity roll in there as well for what you see. Um, Mick, uh, Mick, Mickey, uh, you put your uh, hand against his shoulder and you give it a, a few pushes, which he, uh, he reacts by, by rolling. Um, and you see his, his eyebrows sort of crinkle up, you know, and his, his mouth sort of changes and you can see that he's, he's mouthing something. And then he's like, no, no. No, like this, and the light sort of fades out, and this vortex above him fades away, and he starts to come to. Um, no, 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 who woke me up? 
and he, he, all he does is he looks at his, his notepad and he goes, no, this is, this is all wrong. And he tears a piece off and he crumples it up, throws it on the floor. He's like, damn it. Who are you people? He looks up at you. Uh, Why the handwriting, you me up? the handwriting of course matches the terrible poetry. Oh yeah. Uh, Pearson, you just left your uh, favorite nightmare for your worst nightmare, and I backhand him in the jaw. Um, He looks shocked, and he's not putting up any resistance, but he's terrified. Yeah. You are, uh, you little shit, are about to go down for the eight dead bodies on Pell Street. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. What, what? Oh, the great bat moth flying over the ocean at night. You little turd, your little pink powder. Look. What's the green stone? If you can tell me what the green stone is before other people die, then you might not spend the rest of your miserable life in Sing Sing. Look, look, it just it, it got completely out of hand um, we were we were trying to have a it was an idea of mine perhaps a, perhaps a collective willpower of I don't remember everything but I it's 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 what he wanted me to do it was all part of this. And, and uh, my journals, where are my journals? They're in your car. car. Says, uh, good. Um, yeah. It's what Yang wanted you to do? No. This was no. Yang's idea? No. Uh, Desanix. Desanix wanted me to do it. He paid me. He wanted me to. Who are you people? Fucking NYPD. You got any more questions or should I bash your face again? He seems very confused, like he's waking up from a dream. Uh, he's like, no, no. <clears throat> Philip de Salva. Philip de, I'm sorry, his name is Philip de Senex. Philip de Senex, you know, the, the, the guy, the, the, the collector. Uh-huh. Lives in Manhattan. Uh, that's the rock guy? Rock guy. I don't know what you're talking about, the rock guy. But no, he wanted us, he wanted, he paid me to take the drug and to write down what what I saw. And I just, I needed to focus, focus what I was seeing so that I could, I could maybe produce some evidence and it's fed out of hand and he's, he's freaking out. Well, you produce some evidence, all right. And you're probably going to fry for it. But no, no, it's not me. It's, 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 Philip I'm cuffing him. He he. What's that? I'm cuffing right, so him. He says, "Ow, ow, ow! Well, why? Why? What are you doing this for?" You left the crime scene, Pearson. Now I'm interested to hear about your friend Phil. Look, it yeah. didn't work. Obviously, it didn't work. All of that for nothing. But you know, we got to try again. No, you're going to try again. You're going to be smoking banana peels. This is your last uh, party night with Dr. Ying's magic tea sauce. 
Oh, let's talk to Philip DeSalva. I mean, uh, uh, Philip DeSanix. Can everybody just yeah. say right? <laughs> we're going to meet your Philip DeSanix. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to get a bit of, uh, you know, sworn poetry from you about Mr. DeSanix after we get a good night's sleep and you uh, come down from your hophead trip in the tombs. All right, so are you going to shuffle him off to the precinct house, lock him up? We're going to take him there for a statement, yeah. No sign of uh, the uh, Asian. Oh, yeah. Where'd they go? Weiss. Uh, if 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 I could explain it, uh, I tell you, they, they just disappeared. So there's a secret Darn tunnel. Thing. We're going to break this place down. I don't um, know if it's that. Man. I just don't. They just disappeared, man. I'm I can't tell you what. Like, they got I'm a trap door. His, uh, pockets to get his car keys. All right, you do. All right, collect the journals. There's a patrol car outside by now, maybe, because we called for yeah. such. Um, Pearson doesn't. doesn't up any resistance and he keeps babbling on and on and on and i've read his work he what he's he's even smiling at the fact that um he says you know i'm i'm a traveler i'm a traveler i go and i see things and i bring back that's that's what's in my my journals everything that i've seen um and upon examination you can see the contents. It's all blithering, crazy shit nonsense, like the poetry, um, walking in, in uh, woods filled with light and uh, giant hulking creatures and uh, beautiful oceans with giant uh, uh, ships upon them. It's just, it's just rambling nonsense. Hophead lunacy. Mr. Pearson, what was uh, Ying's part in all this? I'm sorry, what was your ask? What were you asking? What was Ying's part in all of this? Ying, Ying just gave me the drug. It was the drug that uh, Dysonix wanted me to, to try. But he to see if I something. could dream. It made me dream, and boy, did it make me dream. It didn't happen right away. I had to open myself to it. But once I opened myself, oh, the traveling that I did. Did the uh, eight people that you left to, uh, to rot in that apartment dream before they cut their own guts out? Yeah, I think that we were all there for a while. Yeah, that was the whole point. We needed to be there in order for them to lend a hand. Uh-huh. But the Sonex wasn't there. Oh, no. He's the Sonex got... ever take tea? No, he's afraid of all that stuff. <laughs> That's why he has me do it. And who's going to lend a hand? We would have been able to maybe cross over or maybe the other way around. That was the whole point. You don't understand how wonderful it is. You should try to see. I understand that you're going to cross over. 
He's completely batshit crazy. All right, so you take him down, you book him, you lock him up. They're pretty pretty sure he needs to go to Bellevue, Bellevue. or whatever. Yeah, uh, but not Bellevue's yet. Um, and Desenex is uh, easily found in public records. Well, it's now it's the middle of the night, early in the right. morning, actually. Um, right, I don't yes. know where you would see him, but there is a person of that name, and it, that syncs up. Now, it's rather easy to do a little research on this Desenex fellow. Um, uh, he's very wealthy. Uh, he lives in a. Let's see. Uh, a penthouse apartment um, overlooking uh, Central Park. Uh, he's also got a reputation for being a collector of the strange and the unusual. Uh, goes has the title that some people give him as an occultist. Likes to collect occult things. Does so he have a public space, like a gallery? No. Or is he just a yeah, private person? Just a, okay. a rich private collector. So on the drive back to the station, uh, did uh, uh, Mr. Pearson say anything about the egg? What was the purpose of the egg in your little ritual? Well, you didn't, um, you, you didn't bring up the egg. Um, uh, he's, like, he's, he's surprised at first when you say the egg. And he's like, what, what, what egg, what? What what are you saying? Was was there an egg? Was there something? Did did we did we bring something back? <clears throat> and once again he starts going all these bizarre little metaphors and um who who could have thought that uh that uh that one could cross over from one side to the other? So he's bananas, but go ahead. So, uh, and again, this is on the way to, to the precinct, I guess, uh, retroactively. So when the, all the guts got piled up, there was nothing underneath them? Because we found the thing that looks like an egg underneath all the pile of guts. He doesn't recall the details of what you're, of what you're talking about. Um, it's possible that he was tripped out of his mind when all of that happened, so he doesn't remember it. Um, and he didn't know there was an egg, but do you show him the egg? I think maybe yes. when we pull up, we might as well open the trunk and let him see the jewel. Okay. Right? When he sees the egg, he's like, ah, ah. It's like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. We we may have succeeded. Is it is it truly is it really an egg? Is it really the, the an egg? And, it's and a rock, you crazy fuck. He tries to lunge at it a few times and you guys have to restrain him. But well, I guess he can't do this because he's cut. Yeah, he's like if he could if he Yeah. Oh it's beautiful, it's beautiful. It keeps going on. Beautiful. Not as beautiful as a cell waiting for you. All right. So you've got him locked up. Um, Will we get four hours sleep and drink a lot of black coffee and go to see this 
son of a bitch in the morning, this collector. Okay. Now, is, should we even bother to think about uh, jurisdiction issues? Uh, I have no. no idea how homicide worked Don't in the middle of the century. Yeah. Your detectives work in the case. You have you can go into other areas. Um, the Senex's building is a very nice building. Um, uh, the penthouse is on the I don't know seventieth floor. I have no idea how tall the buildings are in your central part. Um, uh, and uh, when you arrive. Um, there is a, uh, I don't know if you call him a butler, um, a servant, uh, somebody who. For the building? The yeah, it's a doorman. A doorman, okay. Um, and he sort of stops you in your tracks. He says, gentlemen, um, who are you and why are you here bothering uh, Mr. DeSanix? Oh, right. So there's two. I mean, there's a couple of entryways. There, okay. At the ground floor, there'll be a doorman who's like, you this can't go like, past here because you've got like business. Floor concierge. Yeah, I'm security sure there's. Guy. We'll just call him a security yeah. guy. So, yeah. Uh, gentlemen, who are you and why are you here bothering Mr. DeSanix? I see you're all cops. Yeah, uh, Mr. DeSanix has been uh, implicated in a series of homicides. If you know anything about homicide, you'd know that you got to get out of a way or it's going to be nothing but trouble for you. Hold on just a moment. Yeah. And uh, he goes back, he goes inside. Um, everybody do a listen poll. Twenty-one. It's gonna be good. Yep, just barely actually. So those of you not make ones. Um, those of you who pass, um, you hear the sort of regular steps of the security guard go in, click, click, click. You can hear that there's uh, a marble floor because it's very distinctive that click, click. And then almost immediately you hear uh, faster footprints coming back and you can hear a voice that says, well, why didn't you bring them in? How, how, how rude of you. And uh, immediately the door opens and it's, uh, it's a gentleman, uh, a bit rotund. Um, he's in a silk, uh, well, I don't know what you call it. It's like a nightgown, uh, a silk. Uh, smoking jacket, yeah, dressing robe. jacket. Um, and he says, uh, gentlemen, uh, you're with the police. Uh, I'm sorry he didn't invite you in. Please come in. I appreciate and it. You step in, and this guy's place is what you might imagine Anton LaVey's place would be like. There are odd occult symbols on things, and there's odd, uh, like there's a sword over the... the, the the, the fireplace and there's strange shaped objects to art around. And there's even like things in the floor, in the marble floor, uh, designs in terrazzo, you know, that make symbols. They say, please, please come in. Well, what can I do for you? Uh, 
appreciate the hospitality. Uh, what you can do for us is uh, explain the possible value of a egg-shaped rock, the size maybe of a big football. It's green and blue. It's a little bit shimmery. That was found at a crime scene that is uh, of interest to the department. An egg? It's an egg-shaped rock. Oh, uh, may I see it? Well, we didn't bring it along with us. Uh, You can see it if you want to come down to the precinct. That's going to be in an evidence locker. But it sounds like something you're familiar with. You say something from from a from a crime scene. That's correct, (laughs) sir. I don't understand. Does this have anything to do with Mr. Pearson? Oh, it absolutely does have something to do with Mr. Pearson. That was my next question. Interesting that you're familiar with that name. What has he done? So it seems like, what has he done now? That's interesting. What is is the nature of your relationship to Mr. Pearson? I am an occultist. I study the occult. I study the ancient practices of various uh, religions, if you will. Uh, one of them being uh, an ancient Chinese religion that has to do with dreaming. I asked Mr. Pearson uh, to uh, procure a certain kind of tea uh, from an old man in uh, Chinatown. Um, I asked him to take this tea and to write down the dreams that he had. That was my interest. Uh, He seemed... Uh, very much interested in going, uh, taking further steps. I told him it wasn't necessary. I told him simply to drink the tea and to write down his dreams. Um, I'll just like this. So, Mr. DeSanti, you call it a cultist. Uh, We call it accomplice. Well, I didn't order him to do anything other than drink tea and write down his dreams. Yeah, this might not be consistent with that uh, individual's testimony, sir. Um, I could tell you much more if you could show me this piece of evidence, this egg that you're talking about. Yeah, sir, you're going to have to appreciate that the relationship we have here is that we are, in fact, the authorities investigating criminal activity and you were providing us with information on a voluntary basis, not actually extorting information from us because it interests you and your weirdo occultist, whatever. I, I can better answer your questions if you show me what you're talking about. Well, I don't it just really requires- know anything about an egg, but it sounds very intriguing. Well, that'll just re- re- it'll require for you for you to come down with to the station with us. Then I, I can accept that. I don't have anything to do. I don't work. God forbid. Let's take it down. Sure. Do you um, wish to bring a? Uh, can I get some, dressed? I would appreciate yes. it. Please do. Right. And he says to his, his servant. Get them something to drink, some coffee or tea or something, whatever they want. I ain't drinking any of his tea. I'll take some coffee. Um, He's only gone for 10 minutes, and he comes back dressed in a very nice 
Armani suit. I don't know. Whatever. Um, uh, it, while we were alone, more or less, I just want to check with um, Mickey and Weiss. Like, he's coming down. He did, we don't need to offer him a lawyer, right? There's no Miranda bullshit about this. He's just volunteering, right? Because I think we can get this lunatic to talk all kinds of crazy nonsense. Enough at least to get it put away. I don't think that anybody involved so far has any problems actually sharing voluntary information or doing things just like... Well, the ones who can disappear... The ones who can disappear have an advantage. Sure. But we can get Pearson to turn evidence already. All right. He's going to have a good lawyer, Ted, so I, I think with due diligence on our part to read him his rights. But I think, like Matthias said, especially once he sees that egg, it sounds like he's going to babble all over the place. Yeah, I think we should keep him away from the egg for as long as possible. Make him hunger for it. Yes. Because he's clearly gaga to see this thing. Probably own it. Probably pet it and keep it in bed with him at night. You know, Dagum, well that uh, Pearson bought the damn thing or found the thing and brought it into that room for them to do their uh, little center of attention. They didn't. They didn't transport this thing from another world. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. I'm not kidding. Yeah, it's a cute dog. It's maybe, it might be something the crazy old Chinaman gave them. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, I'm ready. I'm coming with you. Should we take your car or mine? Would one of you like to drive in my car with me so that I don't fly the coop? Uh, that seems reasonable, and that way we won't inconvenience you on the way back. I'll go with them. All right. I hope that you're used to driving in a car like my car. It's a Rolls. All right. Yeah, my other car is a Rolls, too. All right, so... Within 20 minutes or so, you're back at the precinct office. He seems very cooperative. But you can do a psych roll on him. Then a point and make it a pass. I could spin two to make the pass, but since you've already done it. His enthusiasm is real. He's he's wanting to see what this is you're talking about. Yeah, Ted, you, you got it right. Make him drool over it. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything we got downstairs that we could bring up instead and disappoint him. Bring him a picture of it. You know he's going to want to see the real thing. Oh, we should have at least some black and whites, right? Yeah, we should have some. We have time to process stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's show him a couple pictures of the of the orgy of murder. And then right. that's first. Yep. Yeah, I like it. So you take him in. I don't know if you take him into an interrogation room. There's probably like, some in between kind of space, right? Yeah. Like an interview room. Because he's not under arrest and he hasn't, yeah. as far as you know, he hasn't done anything except somehow he's an accomplice. Actually, we should probably have an office. At least one of us would have an office or a share or two of us or something. Uh, there's quite a lot of buzz in the, in the office because now it's started get, starting to get out that the mayor's kid was killed and that they caught the guy. Oh. And uh, All right, so, so uh, Mr. DeSante, just and, to, for Mr. DeSante, just to 
make make this official and all. Let's we, we do want to go ahead and read your rights. Make it all official looking here. But uh, yeah, am I under arrest, Mister? Not, no, not not under arrest, but uh, again, just to, we, we want to make sure we have this thing above board. If it amuses you. Let's say that you're a person of interest, right? And we want to just make sure that you understand that uh, of course. you are speaking in a public way. Uh, so this is uh, the location on which we, uh, in which we came across your friend, Mr. Pearson's oh, activities. Yeah. Do you recognize any of these individuals? Uh, none at all. It's hard to look at any of them. Yeah, it's pretty distressing stuff, huh? Uh, please. Now, you see, this chair here, the empty chair, that's where your friend Mr. Pearson was sitting after uh, the tea was consumed. Look, I don't have anything to do with that. Obviously, I believe Mr. Pearson if, has lost his mind. If, if you invited Mr. Pearson to consume this tea, I think you do have something to do with it. I think that you are a source of this depravity. Do you feel any compunction in that regard, sir? If that's true, I don't know how to even process that. I asked Mr. Pearson to do something that I believe was completely safe. Why, mm -hmm. if people died, I, I didn't know he was an insane man. I. Uh, we have I, no reason I, to I believe that he was an insane man before this tea. I, I feel horrible regret that, that such a horrible thing has happened. I, uh, but I'm only willing to take the responsibility for my part in it if, if I have a part in it. Um, I'm certainly not responsible for this. So, Mr. DeSanti, how long have you been encouraging Mr. Pearson to do these little gatherings and drink the tea? And has there been other episodes? Uh, could you please take take the pictures away? They're they're horrible. Yes, let's let's put it away. I've, I've employed I've employed Mr. Pearson for about a month. He seemed to be gifted in that. He had, it's difficult to explain, but some individuals are, are very vivid dreamers when they're children, and then they lose it. I, I hoped that he was one of those, and that the tea would unleash, unlock his dreams, um, and that he would record them for me. I'm, I'm a collector of such oddities. Thank you putting this away. So you read some of his dream poetry, right? I, I hesitate to use the term poetry. Quite agreed. But one can glean bits of information from his ramblings. And as an occultist, what, sir, did you glean? He believed that he was traveling uh, into another dimension, if you will, another world, uh, uh, a dream world where uh, what he described was not like any dreams that I've ever had, but something more like uh, what ancient mystics 
uh, would refer to. So I'd like the Aborigines of Australia referring to the dream time. Um, he saw things. He saw entire landscapes. He saw people. He saw monsters. He saw very interesting things. I wanted to learn more. Now, you said something about an egg. We'll get to the eggs, sir. Uh, how did you learn about Mr. Ying's tea? I don't actually recall. It's been something that I've known about for a, a long time, but I don't quite remember where I heard about it. Mm. And you've never consumed Mr. Ying's tea yourself? Well, I have certain things that I have to be careful of. I, I don't want to jeopardize anything. Obviously, if the tea has driven Mr. Pearson mad, that I regret. He regrets it, boys. Isn't that nice? But the mayor's son is cold and deaf in the first. He must have been, uh, been insane first. I, you I don't, don't generally investigate these types of uh, dreamers? I'm not. Not a detective, detective. Oh, that's just my dog. He followed me all the way here. From, uh... Sick him, boys. Tear him up, boys. <laughs> so, Mr. DeSanti, have you ever witnessed any of his little uh, seances? Mm -mm. Have you? Have you ever asked him to movie record any of these? I've never thought to do that. No, I just wanted his, I don't think that you can movie record what somebody else is seeing in their dreams. You've never seen the light shine from his eyes up to the ceiling swirling mass. What? What are you talking about? You're, you're just exciting him there, mouth. Hey, uh, Ted, <clears throat> I think it's, I think it's been long enough. I think we can actually show him. I'm kind of curious to see what he what he actually how he reacts. I've got another question for the old guy, but yeah, go ahead and bring him the uh, his dragon egg, sir. Uh, it's our impression that your associate and employee in this illicit drug trade, Mr. Pearson, uh, was involved in injecting this tea. Uh, directly intravenously, and this might be what caused this particular um, catastrophic multiple fatality. That wouldn't have been your idea at all, or Mr. Ying's idea. It was tea. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Crenshaw, do you know what the result would be if you injected tea into your bloodstream? Can't say I've ever considered such a thing, sir. Nor have I. Who would? I have also never uh, hired anybody to have dreams for me. So that's why I ask you. I don't have any uh, mystical uh, Chinaman who I don't remember ever meeting whose magical tea I pay somebody to, to swallow. You see, you're an expert in, in a regard that I am not. You know, I've, I've heard... Though I never have had any experience with it, I've heard that sometimes the police 
can coerce somebody into a confession that they do not intend to make, I think at this point I'm supposed to ask for a lawyer. I'm willing Again. to answer any questions that you have, but you seem to be accusing me of something, but you haven't arrested me. I'm only repeating things that you've said. You, you employed Mr. Pearson to consume Mr. Yang's Ying's tea. Correct. Those are things that you've asserted. I didn't tell him to inject it into his veins. But if said tea should be a narcotic, do you have still paid someone to employ a narcotic? But Ted, before you proceed on that line, so Mr. DeSanti, you, you've asked for a lawyer. If you want your lawyer, then I guess we're going to have to hold off on showing you the egg. You really want your lawyer? If you promise me that you're not trying to entrap me, I think that's the term. I'm not being dishonest with you, but I don't want to be entrapped. We're not Let that be put on, on the record. Part. What? You're detectives. You're very clever. Part. Sorry. So you still want your lawyer, or do you want the egg? Look, we can waive the lawyer for now. Honestly, I would like got... very much to see the egg. Gentlemen, gentlemen, let's get the egg out here. Let's I want to see what the egg. All right. <laughs> So one of you goes bring out, out the egg. retrieves it, brings it back. What do you do? Set it on the table? Yeah, I'm going to make sure there's a couple photographers handy, too. All right. To document whatever the hell's going on as we, for the unveiling. All right. So you, you place the egg, and he's like, oh. With a loud thud. Did you have it analyzed? Did you... It looks like it's perhaps composed of lapis lazuli and some other material. May I, may I see how heavy it is? All right. Sure. Go ahead. So he reaches out and he picks it up and he says it's, it's heavy. And uh, he looks at you all for just a split second and he says, Na'uf, na'u da'nam tuahua. And oh, suddenly boy. you see this crack appear in the center of the egg and this light comes shining out. Of and <laughs> it, it hatches. And what comes out of it is more horrific and terrifying than anything you've ever seen before. Tentacles and wings and eyeballs and it's a hunting horror. <laughs> um, uh, comes out of the egg and you see him standing there with his hands like this uh, as the thing grows to 12 or 13 feet it fills up the, the, the room it starts smashing out the windows the photographers are taking pictures and screaming and uh, you can all do sanity goals yeah. <laughs> of course you do of course it did Wow, 64 on the dots <laughs> with all the things that I've actually taken off. Yeah, I, I failed because of earlier failures. Okay. Uh, if you failed, roll an intelligence roll. Uh, if, you, if you pass, uh, do a 1d6. Uh, 
Three. What was it? A one d what? One d six. Six. Uh, I failed my intelligence, so I'll do a one d six also. <laughs> uh, that's correct. I passed, but I still rolled a one d six, and I lost five. Okay, you lost five. How many did you lose, Matthias? Three. I'm done four. Okay. Uh, Mickey, uh, roll a one d eight for me. A one. Oh, that's, that's a climactic. You yeah. scream and just collapse to the floor in a faint. <laughs> um, <laughs> I intended to say when he brought in the egg that I wanted to have my hand on my firearm. No. Um, but, you know. The, 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 the thing is, is you're in a confined space with a hunting horror. Right. And very likely within a matter of seconds, it's obliterated everybody in the room, except for him. Uh, he seems to just walk out laughing. Um, uh, the, the police and the precinct are come running from all directions, and this thing blasts its way out of the, the office that you're in and kills numerous people, tears the roof off the building, and flies off into the night and Mr. Uh, the Sonics is never seen again. <laughs> and that's pretty much the end of the story. Obliterated in the end. I knew that it was probably going to be some horrible ending, but I figured like there's only one way we're going to get there. <laughs> well, and, and there's, see, you, you did it in the precinct office. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could have taken the stone to the Natural History Museum and had them examine it. And if he had done that there, you actually had a lot of room to run and hide or get away yeah. from whatever it was. It would have torn up the museum. Uh, or he could have done it outside, in which case you might have had a, a way to get away from it, but in, the, in, the, in, a, yeah. in a closed room. <laughs> yeah, I may have um, passed out, but I'm sure I was eviscerated with his claws at, as the hunting horror was uh, maneuvering out of the room. So the mistake that I made so that the people listening know is I got the two names mixed up. Uh, Alexander Pearson is the one, is the rich guy, and Phil DeSanix is the, the junkie. Um, because if you look at the note, it's uh, PDS, Phil DeSanix. Um, and I did it because every time I do that, this game, I look, and it's like, uh, you know, in, in 1947, Alexander Pearson. And I'm thinking, oh, he's the junkie. And it's like, ah, they tell me about the rich guy first. So it throws me off every time. Uh, um, any, any, uh, was Feng Feng or Fen Fen uh -huh. and Dr. Ying really real or were they just part of the whole? Uh, they're real, but uh, extremely difficult to stop. Um, if, uh, if at any time they could cross through a doorway and slam it behind them, they could vanish and go somewhere else. If you had riddled them with bullets and killed them, right. they would have simply come back the next day. <laughs> so they were, at least, at least, uh, uh, Yang Long Ham, uh, uh oh. Yang Long Hao was, oh. uh, <laughs> um,
Which is a nice touch because there's no reason for them to be very defensive. Right. Because they are actually just emanations of the dreams anyway. They don't... Nothing's going to interfere. Go ahead and finish it up. It took us a while. Um, But you guys did a lot of role play, so... Our players included Harish Rowe, David Gassaway, Bill, and Bill Riggle with myself as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering the questions you might have. This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the call of the Google Game. Until next time, good luck.